getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Hey, baby, let's go to Vegas. Kiss the same old life goodbye. Hey, baby, let's go to Vegas. Bet on love and let it Yeah, let's head to Vegas, where we find... Uh, our very own uh, Mark Schlereth, who's in That's... Sin City. Yeah. Good morning. Bet on love. That's what I'm all about. Betting on love. You are Mike. betting on love. You are. Yeah. You are Cupid, man. You are the manifestation of Cupid. Big yes, Cupid. Indeed. Very big yeah. Cupid. Very Biggie. chubby. Big, burly, yoked Cupid. Yeah, that's me. That's what I think about. How are you, buddy? Good, good. So how's yeah. Vegas? You're there. You're going to be doing some uh, some stuff with your friends at Low T, but... Uh, yeah. Getting a chance yeah. to do the show from there, Radio Row. So set the scene for us. Um, there's me and about uh, seven other people in here right now mm-hmm. in this ginormous space uh, that misses you. It misses you immensely, my friend. But you know we are what we are, and so anyhow, it's uh it's good. It's good to be. It you know I had a walk. I walked over from MGM over to Mandalay Bay, which is about probably a 20 minute walk, and then. Another 15 or 20 minute walk just through the hotel to get to this uh, where Radio Row is. It's in the middle of nowhere. So anyhow, um, and my flight was about two and a half hours delayed getting here because of rain in Vegas. So it was a uh, it was an eventful trip. But with that said, you know you got to look at the positives. One, we didn't crash, so that's always <laughs> that's good. That's always right? good. Yes, take yes. off and land without a crash yeah. is always kind yeah. of my only travel goal. Winning and uh, yeah, I am definitely winning on that. And then. Uh, after that, Mike, which I think is also incredibly important, um, I got in room great. Everything everything worked uh, absolutely amazing. But <clears throat> I read about the first hundred pages of a Jack Reacher, the book I gave you, the first one ever. Yeah, the, the first, first in the Jack, series. Yeah, the first Jack Reacher. You so, are uh, you are hooked right now on our guy Jack Reacher. Oh, Jack Reacher is all balls, Mike. <laughs> he, he is all balls. You want to talk about a. Uh, uh, boo rating. That dude is uh-huh. that dude's off the chain when it uh-huh. comes to boo rating. Did you get to the uh, balls, man. Did you get to the the jail scene yet in that one? Oh yeah, I'm in the jail scene. Oh, okay, I'm in there right now. I'm in there right now. You're I'm probably the- like I'm probably I'm not quite a hundred pages in. I'm I'm probably I'm probably like eighty ish pages uh-huh. somewhere right right around there. All right, so you haven't got so, to the yeah. scene in the jail yet. Well, the, he's in jail. He's right in jail. Now. Okay, and they and they got they just got the the other dude who confessed who <laughs> right. really didn't do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, good for you. What well, Vegas? It it feels feel right for a Super Bowl there because uh, like to me, I think we need to shorten the rotation when it comes to these these Super Bowls. To me, I I think it's only a five city rotation, and a lot of these cities we need to leave out. So for me, it would be Vegas. New Orleans, Miami, uh, Phoenix, and just because they're so nice, the people are so nice, they knitted super scarves for us the last time. I would put Indianapolis in there. But uh, other than that, I have no use for L.A., San Francisco, uh, Dallas, none of these cities yeah. where you you go and you, A, there's not that much to do besides going to the game. And, uh, and and B, it's just like you don't necessarily feel any real Super Bowl vibe. Now, Vegas is, it, well, I mean, I, I'll see today. I, one of my buddies, one of my college buddies is here. He's going to the U2 concert tonight with his wife. So I think we're going to get some lunch. But I'll just kind of see, because I rolled in last night. It was late. The airport, it, like, by the time I landed, it was like 7, 7.30 almost. The airport was empty. Um, 
I don't know. It just felt kind of weird. Didn't it, it, it? So far, it hasn't felt like a Super Bowl because it's Vegas. You know, there's all kinds of other crap going on sure, here. Sure. Sure. So I, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't. Uh, I, maybe it'll maybe it'll feel different this afternoon when I'm you know walking back from the Mandalay Bay. I'm going to do a lot of walking this week. Good for you. Man walks. Good for you. Good for you. He's going to walk on by. You yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to necessarily feel like the the Super Bowl is. You know, like uh, it's all around me, like it's a college atmosphere or something like that. I don't need that, but I need I need a Super Bowl city where there's a lot to do, you know, a lot to do, yeah. and it, and it, not everything's so far flung, you know. It's uh, right. So right. anyway, I like I like it. Uh, I'll tell you like- the other thing I didn't like, and this is so Vegas. This is it's so Vegas. So this morning I woke up at two fifteen. I couldn't go back to bed. So I ended up actually getting out of bed about three o'clock in the morning. No coffee pot in my room. Because they don't want you to sit in your room, right? They want you out of your room right. all the time gambling. So I'm like, how can you not have a coffee pot in your room? Unbelievable. And I still managed on the way here to stop at the facilities, not once but twice. <laughs> I'm like clockwork. Like clockwork. Did you get hit up by any, uh, you know, giant M&Ms or Vegas showgirls or, you know, uh, Chucky? Any overgrown Chucky? Uh, any anybody meet you out there on the street as you were walking along? No, it, it, like I'm right in the I'm right in the sweet spot when like the hooligans have gone to bed, and the real early risers aren't quite up yet. Like I wa- I got out of the hotel. I walked out at like three fifty five, so it's kind of a sweet spot where there's not a lot going on right now. So it's a good it's a good twenty minute walk, um, and I was not bothered or approached by anybody. You got. It's always fun when you have to get up early in the morning in Vegas to do whatever you have to do, and and you're you're waking up, but then you walk down through the the mm-hmm. lobby, the casino, and you see the people who are just coming in, oh, or the people, or the people a, who are just you know still gambling. They're they're drinking Jack Daniels still at you know six in the morning. Mike, this uh, there was. I walked by. There's two security guys with this dude in the in the lobby, beard, kind of gray hair, probably. You know, late 60s. Um, how he was standing, I have no idea. His <laughs> eyes his eyes were just like two vapor trails. You could hardly <laughs> see him. And he just had completely pissed his pants. Oh, <laughs> hey, you should walk over and go, hey. I've been hey, there. Been there. Hey, man. I used to do it on purpose, though. <laughs> you, you just lost control because you I are one hammered. speed. I have one gear. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we are off and rolling. Mark in uh, Vegas, me back here. Coming up next, the, uh, well, maybe, one, one loss was okay to blame on the break. Can you blame a second loss for the Avs in two nights on the long time off? That's next. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? (laughs) Home day? further into the show until we get that done. That's wrong or right is. Yeah, I don't know what this song is, but that, I kind of like it. This what is, is this, Fever? King, is it? It's not Marquette King, is it? No, no. This is the best band in the world. I'm Freeze McGee. What? 
Humpy's McGee. Humphreys McGee. <laughs> Humphreys McGee. You know, I thought you said Humpy McGee. Did you say Humphreys McGee? <laughs> Humpy McGee. That guy, he is so horny. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Humpy McGee. Humpy McGee definitely has a case of Swiftitis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. I like the Humpies, Johnny. I like them. All right. Might have might need to listen to some more Humpy. Yeah. Humphrey, excuse me. Now you got me thinking um, Humpy. I think it's Humphrey. 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 U-M-P-H. Humphrey. 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 Like get some umph Humphrey. Your, yeah. They come to the Red Rocks this summer? They are. Are they? Mm-hmm. Every year. Maybe maybe we take a maybe we do a show a thing <laughs> to a, a show do we, a pre show do a pre show no, from we, the parking lot at... no no we just all go together like oh. a show like a, like a oh a show show like a like a out the show goes out I like, like that we just not to do a show but just to enjoy a show I like that Johnny could be our 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 tour guide I'd, yeah, yeah I'd be so down for that right. I go every year so do all you right. do you know do you know the band can you get us backstage. Or do I have to do that? <laughs> Sounds more like a uh, stink thing. That's a flex right there. Yeah, now, that yeah, was a okay. flex. Let me get a hold of people who know people. Uh, <laughs> that was a flex. Time mm. to uh, light the lamp. Brought to you by Papa Murphy's. So the avalanche, uh, well, I guess the first game you lose, uh, you can just blow it off to the break, the 10-day break. But when you come right back the next night, and lose is it uh is it something else jared bednar similar to last night we did some good things tonight i thought we got a little more competitive as the game went on uh but all in all didn't do enough on the offensive side of things to generate the goals we needed and i didn't think we did enough on the defensive side of things to you know shut more plays down and we we have another step to take coming on the break here you know this was one where I, I thought they had another one of those third period comebacks we're going to be we we're going to witness because they fall behind three one, but then they score two goals in the span of about thirty seconds in the third period, uh ignited by a big Arturi Lekinen hit behind the net, sets up a uh, Kale McCarr for a goal, and then they score thirty seconds later, Sammy Jarrett's tied three three and, and the onslaught's on. The, the the ice is tilted in the third period. At one point the Avs are out shooting New Jersey mark 17 to 2. 17 to 2 in the third period. And yet couldn't get over the hump. It seemed inevitable, but then they make a mistake. They leave a guy open. Uh and and Jersey scores uh with about uh, what two two minutes, fifteen seconds yeah. left, and then they get the empty netter. Tough loss. Tough loss. Don't even come away with a point. So four points to be gained to start this long road trip, and they only got one. Um, let me ask you, do you think having to play back-to-back nights, is that is that an excuse? Heavy legs early, you know, couldn't get into it early, finally, you know, made a little, uh, a big push late, but just a little, you know, a little too little, a little too late. No, I, I, I really, I really liked them last night. I thought they would come play really well and have mm-hmm. the game under their belt. New Jersey was playing their first game. Um, since since the break, so I thought the Az were in a great position to to really get a win. I I thought they'd win and re- win rather convincingly. So kind of surprised uh, that they they lost this one. Also, one little uh, subplot: Miles Wood, who uh, spent a lot of time playing for New Jersey, uh, made his return to uh, the Garden State. The build-up oh, okay. is um, more weird for me than the actual game, I'd say. Um, but once the puck dropped, it was just another game. Um, you know, they did a fantastic job um, with the little 
tribute there. Um, it was a, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time here and um, great things to say about uh, this team and um, what we tried to accomplish over the seven years. Eight years. Well, yeah, seven years. Eight. Actually, it was eight years. Eight he years. Got, in he got a video seven. tribute. He got the video tribute. Very deserving of a video tribute. You play he, seven years there. Video tribute. And you get a video. Did, did he did he lead them to a Stanley Cup? Was he ever the best player on their squad? Uh, no. Over the course of seven years, he scored about 10 goals per season. And that gets you a video tribute? How soft is hockey? <laughs> Oh, seriously. Wow. Maybe I'm just bitter because when I went back to D.C. for the first time in 1998 and opened a can of whoop-ass, <laughs> I got no video tribute. Remember the Hogs? Yeah. The best Super Bowl team ever recorded in history of Super Bowl teams? I didn't get a video tribute, Mike. I don't I don't know. I, I guess I don't think that video tributes are a big thing in the NFL. Yeah, because we're not soft. Oh, jeez. Basketball and hockey, you're like, oh, let's celebrate you. In football, you're like, no, you are you play for the enemy. <laughs> Up yours. <laughs> wow. Well, well, maybe the uh, NHL and NBA have feelings. They're they're in touch with their softer yeah. side. Yeah. And they believe in video tributes. I, no, I think you spend seven years playing for one team and then you come back sure i think that's worthy of a video tribute you're not getting your number retired it's not like you're there to get your your jersey retired you're there to get a little video tribute you know and crowd stands up gives you a little standing oh the guys on the ice and bench tap their sticks against the boards in the ice and then we go we, we resume the game yeah the whole thing seems a little bit uh a little bit suspect to me, Mike. Uh, I, I, I got my eye on hockey and basketball. Yeah, you got your eye on them. Uh, the the story I think for that comes out of this one for the Avs is uh, again the the backup uh, goaltending. You know, Prozvatov got put on uh, waivers, ended up clearing waivers back with the uh, uh, with the Eagles. They went with Ananin, Eustis Ananin yesterday. Yeah. Went with the yeah. Ananin, and uh, Bednar said he was okay, he was good, but um, yeah, I still I still think they could use a backup goaltender. Sure. I, I would still put that on my wish list for this team uh, between now and the trade deadline next month. But, but I, I will say this. I mean, obviously, after 10 days off, there's no possible way at 10 days off and an overtime loss, there is no possible way your goaltender, Gorgiev, could play another game. I mean, you're, you're that, unbelievable. exhaustion. You are unbelievable. He must have had. I mean, maybe he just got waterlogged after that last goal. He just drank so much water that he couldn't show up the next night. What the hell is going on? Is Bednar letting him get soft? What the? Like, you, uh, your starting goalie can't go back-to-back nights after 10 days off? It's a, it's a, Seriously. It's a, <laughs> Explain it to me. Well, this is a this is some this is for your well, you know your well, you know this is for your high, your award winning hockey podcast. Right, right. Well, this has to be done. But with. you look at you're playing three games in four nights, so you're you're playing at Carolina tomorrow. So the idea would be that instead of going Georgiev uh, two nights in a row, and then maybe he needs a night off uh, tomorrow night, you just kind of space it out and mm. you make sure he gets a little little break in between. And that's uh, right. Keep I mean, going. you can't. Hey, it is really hard. For a goaltender to stand around his ass off three or four nights. I mean, whew. oh my God. Lord have mercy. Wow. He's tired. 
Yeah, you foot. Hey, you Patrick football. Wall. Patrick Wall would have been between the pipes. You football guys, man. You're unbelievable. Unbelievable. That'll do it. Uh, Papa Murphy's home of Take and Bake Tuesdays and $5 Fridays. Coming up, Morning Brew. We'll hear more from Jared Bednar and Miles Wood. Also, big win for the CSU Rams, who are starting to look tournament ready. And uh, Kyle Shanahan was outstanding yesterday. If you're a Broncos fan, a longtime Bronco fan, current Bronco fan, uh, you're going to love some of the stuff from Kyle Shanahan yesterday. A lot of Bronco-related stuff in his national uh, press conference at the Super Bowl. You'll hear some of it next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. You know, Mark, when it, when it comes to the Avalanche, I, I guess I just have so much trust in them that when I see them just blowing out the opponent in the third period, climbing back from a 3-1 uh, deficit, tying the game, out-shooting New Jersey at 1.17 to 2, I, to me, I just had this feeling of inevitability, and I wonder if other ads felt the same way, that it's just a matter of time before they score the go-ahead and, and potential game-winning goal in the third, or at least it goes to overtime because the, the Devils had the look of a team that was just trying to hang on to get to overtime to try to get at least a point. But uh, it was the Devils that got a goal late and hand Jared Bednar and the Avs a 5-3 loss. Similar to last night, we did some good things tonight. I thought we got a little more competitive as the game went on. Uh, but all in all, didn't do enough on the offensive side of things to generate the goals we needed. And I didn't think we did enough on the defensive side of things to, you know, shut more plays down. And we, we have another step to take coming out of the break here. And that next step for this team, not only on this road trip, Mark, but maybe the rest of the season, is uh, being a little better on the road. They're barely above 500 on the road at 12, 10, and 4. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm a little concerned, Mike, that you're going soft on the abs. Like, your love for the abs, you're not, you're not holding them accountable enough. You don't think so? No. I why do you, you say that? I don't know. I don't, maybe it's your award-winning podcast, and, you know, you, you, you all of a sudden you're like, oh, Bednar, he can do no wrong. And I don't know. I don't know. I just feel, I just feel, like, I just feel like you're getting soft. All right. Well, listen, uh, make up for it. Do some fear-mongering. Go ahead. You think I should fear monger? Yeah, go ahead, fear monger. Okay, this team is sow the seeds of panic. This team is in trouble, people. In trouble. I'm okay. telling you right now. <laughs> Next on the morning brew, uh, one of the uh, subplots of last night's game was Miles Wood making his return to the place he called home for seven years. The buildup was um, more weird for me than the actual game, I'd say. Um, but once the puck dropped, it was just another game. Um, you know, they did a fantastic job um, with the little tribute there um it was a uh you know i spent a lot of time here and um great things to say about uh, this team and um what we try to accomplish over the seven years what's that feeling like going back and, and playing against your your old team and then how is it is it different going back to the actual place you played or does just playing the team where doesn't matter well, I mean, for me, there was difference. There was, I mean, Miles Woods getting a video tribute. They kicked me out the door and said I couldn't play anymore. <laughs> so for me, it was, it was seriously, I want to shove it up your ass. Um, and I was, like, I was pissed. Uh, so coming back, man, like, I, I couldn't wait 
to play them, and we like we put it on the Redskins. I mean, just put it on. We poured it on. Bubby started. Terrell had you know 200, almost 200 yards by the third quarter. Pulled him. Uh, I, I just couldn't be happier. And and you know, and basically was an up you to North Turner and the whole staff over there. Is so. that one of those where you walked off the field? You know, you looked up to the owner's box or to the GM box. Did you look up and glare? No, no, Flip I just the was, bird. No, I was just, I was just really, really, really happy. And then I probably begged Mike for a game ball. That's probably how it went. <laughs> you probably got a game ball. I would think that you probably got a game ball for that one, huh? How many game balls? How many game balls did you get in your career? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I, I got a, a game ball after because we played. Washington won on that for Rod Smith's first catch at the end of the first uh, right, at the right. end of the, of the game, the fourth quarter, um, walk off you know walk off touchdown. So I got a game ball on that one, but probably I don't know. I got probably a dozen, maybe more oh, game balls. Okay, all right. Yeah. Look at well, you. you don't think I you don't think I got, got it? I, I, you didn't earn your game ball, right? I know uh, that number know. surprises me a little bit. <laughs> Does it now? <laughs> I didn't think you were any good. <laughs> I mean, I knew you were good, but I, I didn't think 12 game balls good. Next on the uh, morning brew, the uh, CSU. Well, right, now, wait, wait, wait. I won three Super Bowls, and we won three, you know, championship games. Yeah, I know, but won. how many of those were like, you know, the whole offensive line got a game ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, that's okay. Still it wasn't, it wasn't like, like, hey, Mark Schlereth, heck of a job dominating Reggie White. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, no. That, that. First Those. of all, that never happened. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, I flatbagged Reggie. Oh, White. did you yeah, really? Yeah. Right. You can't the video evidence that's been scrubbed from the internet. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Reggie didn't. Reggie didn't line up over me very often. Okay. And Reggie, honestly, Reggie, as a three technique, that's not where he played. So he really didn't do a whole lot of. He was uh, over the right tackle. The guy was an absolute beast. But when he came inside, he wasn't as. It just wasn't as effective in there. But. Um, yeah, for for that, probably two or three where I just got me, you know, back in in my Washington days, got a few just because uh, I played so physical. Like, it was like just kicking people's ass. So <laughs> I got, I'm, no, I'm serious. I know. Uh, I believe you. I, I, I so, believe. yeah, but uh, in, in by the time I got to Denver, I was so beat, it, beat down. I really wasn't looking to. I was looking to win, but not necessarily to dispense justice all the time. Just kind of you weren't protecting my body. You weren't a little necessarily bit. looking to dominate. Just looking yeah. to just, yeah, just looking for a stalemate. Yeah, like, yeah. Where can I get a stalemate? A stalemate. That's right. Stalemate. Stalemate's yeah. a win. Baby. I don't need a knockout. A I don't need a no. knockout. Winning by decision's right. fine. Uh, good enough for me. Uh, right. The CSU Rams have really done a nice job bouncing back from that uh, unbelievably harsh loss at Wyoming. Uh, since then, Nico Medved's team has won three in a row, including a win last night at home over Boise State. I haven't even looked at the league standings. <laughs> Lately, I, I just I don't really care right now. I mean, I just want to win the next one. I, I just think that, you know, for us, we're just, tomorrow there'll be 32 days left in the regular season. What I do know is if we're playing well, we can beat anybody, and we just got to focus on ourselves and just take the next one. And if we play well, we'll probably look up. I mean, if at the end of the season... You know, right there, but that we just want to keep going. That was not, a, gi- that was not a giant walking in the background. That was uh, him thumping the table uh, for emphasis as, as he was talking. But uh, those mics picked up that thump. Jeez, I, did, I listened to it the first time, and I didn't. I heard some thumps, but boy, that sounded. Uh, yeah, that was really thumpy. That was very thumpy. 
Yeah, very it's a thumpy. very, very thumpy. Like he was like, okay, so he's pounding the table. Yeah, for not po- even pounding. He was just kind of just you know little little. You know, kind of brushing, kind of tapping the table for emphasis. But, uh, yeah, it sounded like uh, fee-fi-fo-fum. Uh, so the uh, Rams now 18-5, and 6-4 and four in the conference, and uh, looking good right now for a potential NCAA tournament berth. But as he said, still uh, another solid month of basketball before we even get to the conference tournament. Next on the Morning Brew, Kyle Shanahan. We're going to get into more of what he had to say because he really reminisced a lot about his uh, Denver connections, his Bronco connections, and uh, growing up as a uh, kid, loving football. Being a coach's son, I was very fortunate to just be around it so much, especially at the NFL level. You know, my dad went to the NFL um, when I was four years old, so just being around it almost my whole life, you don't realize how much it helps you until you get in it, and you just realize a lot of the stuff you've been around, and it makes it a little easier. We're going to, uh, in about a little after 7 o'clock, uh, he, he spoke a, a, a expense, expansively about... Um, Mike's role on his career, mm-hmm. um, Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey's role in his career. So nice. some uh, some good stuff, and we'll get to that. Now that was a little after that, seven. That one's sober, Kyle. Yeah. Did you see the media night, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, getting a little loose. Kyle was like. uh, Kyle was relaxing. <laughs> We're gonna go out there. We're gonna get some. We're just gonna kick some ass. Take some names. names. No, it wasn't that bad. But yeah, he just. Well, he was. He was. He was buzzed. Yeah, he definitely was lubricated. Yeah, he was lubricated. You know, you never, maybe it was. Uh, maybe he had some. Uh, you know, what's the excuse? Say, a mixed. Uh, uh, you know, it was, uh, cold medicine. Uh, cold, medicine. Cold, medicine. Oh, like cold medicine with some. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Next thing you knew, I got a little slurry. (laughs) That'll do it for the Morning Brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30. You know what we should do? What's that? What, like, just put, like, I know Kyle's not our coach, but he's kind of our coach. He's kind of like right now, he's Denver's coach. Yes, he is. Right? Yes. Because we're rooting for, we're rooting hard for the the Niners. Yes. Um, We should put drunk Kyle... Drunk Bednar oh. and Drunk Malone together. Oh, and just, can we get Johnny? Yeah, can just, you find some uh, Drunk Shanahan from the other night? No. See if we can find no. a little Drunk Shanahan, and then hey, we'll, do little, we'll do a little, we'll do a little, little montage of drunk by coaches. The, by the way, I got to tell you what one thing I did last night. You're gonna, you're gonna love well, it. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold that story. Back. Okay. Right, story time. Story time with Stink in Vegas. Uh, coming up next. I gotta get to Vegas. Can you take me? Slareth is that right now. Radio Row at the uh, Mandalay Bay. Nice and quiet. What is it? 5.46? Or no, we have the same. No, they, they no, yeah, switch back and forth. So 5.46. So wow, yeah. you're up early. You're up early out there, big fella. Way to go. Yeah, well, yours truly was up at 2.15 this morning. Couldn't go back to bed. 2.15 Vegas time? Yeah, 2.15 Pacific. Wow. So 3.15 your time. So... It was like we were working. One of those together. rare mornings you actually get up before I did. Hmm. Yes, it is. A, that is a rare morning <laughs> when I get up before you do. But <clears throat> so right, last, story time. Story time okay, was it? Because you're in. You're in. You're in the naked city. I, I mean, it's a, there are a million stories to be told. So do yeah. tell. So last night, last night, I am sitting on the plane, and we got delayed forever. So you know, I mean, you, you're bored, and we're we're way late. And um, you know, I sit down in my seat and and kind of check on Twitter and I got this 
these Kansas City folks doing a I don't know what you call it on spaces or something on X where you where you do a live show or some some crap like that. So, well, they, you know, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm on Twitter probably talking crap to somebody and, you know, somebody says something and like, you should come on our show. And I was like, well, send me the link. I'm sitting on the plane right now. So I got into a, a chat room with a bunch of Kansas City Chiefs last really? night while I was sitting on the plane. Yeah. And I talked a lot of smack and it was awesome. So how, how were you introduced and, and, and what did they have to say about the Broncos. It, well, it was just, I just told them that I hated the Chiefs with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns and I couldn't stand them, but I did respect them. And they said, hey, you know, we agree we hate the Broncos too. And, I, you know, and then, you know, we just went back and forth, but it was good. Like it was good, clean, like good, clean rivalry hate. And it, 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 it you know, it girded my loins, Mike. Yeah, my but of course. My loins were girded. But of course, uh, you know, you, you think they're a dynasty. So did you, you know. Pump their tires by saying, hey, just want to let you know, I'm telling everybody back in Denver, I think you guys are a dynasty. Oh. Okay. Even if you don't win on Sunday, oh. you're so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what you told them? Dynasty. No. Dynasty. No, I did not. I did not tell them. Your voice right there really irritated me, by the way. <laughs> Good. Your voice. By the way, <laughs> during, during the break, I may have the greatest man 101 Invention of all time, of you sure all... you want to share this before you get a chance to you know patent it or something? Uh, well, Michael, what is it? Um, what'd you do? Okay, so we're we're gonna do a podcast after the show from Radio Row, right? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> okay, doing a podcast after the show on Radio Row tomorrow. Right. Okay, tomorrow. Really? Tomorrow? Yeah. Well, that's what you told me. So if you want to do it today, uh, that's fine. Yeah, let's do it today. Okay. Yeah, because I already made the... Uh, maybe we should do one today and one Friday. Sure. Why not? Why not? What else Super Bowl week. Do? Right. Let's do it. Right. Okay. So let's do maybe a little short one, like a little pre to the pre. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And now I'll go, wa- hey, I'll go watch some I'll go watch some film. Uh, okay. Yeah, and that that way I'll have a little bit more... Uh, a little more warmth. Yeah. Train Vegas okay. just like you're in a, doing a game in Carolina. You know, just yeah. gonna look at film. Okay. Just gonna gonna study some film. So anyhow, um I you know me, I, I'm like if it's not sitting right in front of me, I'm gonna forget it. I forgot to bring my tripod. So as we sat here, I just created a tripod. You did? Yes. How'd, how'd you do that? I'm I'm curious. Well, you know what? I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'll put it on Twitter, but I'll tell you guys just uh, just between us. Uh, so I took my coffee cup that I've got, you know, that I carry with me, that I drink every morning. Ever present, yep. Ever present. And I took a regular paper cup, and then I, with my pen, because it's really thick, I scribbled really hard. You know how, like, you you try to perforate a piece of paper so it rips off nicely and you have a clean edge with your pen? <laughs> right. You know how you do that? Yes. I perforated <laughs> the edges of the cup with my pen, and I took a couple little flaps down, just the width of my phone, so my phone slides into the perforated areas, and I set that cup on top of my cup, and it's a perfect tripod. Wow. I MacGyvered this son you of a gun. Did. It is it's it's unbelievable. Just, it is unbelievable. I will probably have people swinging by 
just marveling at my brilliance. I mean, it's equal parts Mission Impossible, equal parts mm -hmm. MacGyver, bum, bum, equal bum, parts bum, Boy bum, Scout. Bum, I, I, bum, amazing. Very good. Yeah. There it is, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. The great Mark Schlereth. Oh, gosh. You do more before 4 a.m. than most people do all I day. I just don't even, like, I'm, like, I should. Do you guys have somebody to fill in for me? Because, like, I am spent. <laughs> what the, the amount of work I've already done today is incredible. I should have the rest of the day off. Joel Klatt's going to be joining us coming up uh, a little bit after 8 o'clock. And le looking forward to talking to him after, in the wake of your Telestrator Tuesday, in which, um, if you 6 a.m. listeners missed it yesterday, Mark did a Telestrator Tuesday breaking down J.J. McCarthy, quarterback, national champion, Michigan. Uh, we, were, we were curious about after Jim Harbaugh came out and said, hey, this, this should be the first quarterback off the board. And right. so we're kind of like, all right, you know, Jim pumping up his own player makes sense, you know, but we don't really take it seriously, right? But you looked at the film. You went and did Telestrator Tuesday, looked at the uh, game film of the uh, some of J.J. McCarthy's games, and I heard it in your voice. Uh, you, yeah. you definitely came, came across intrigued and impressed. Yeah, I need to, I need to dig a little bit deeper into um, the other stuff. But the stuff that I really dug into was – just overall skill set, uh, foot energy. He reminded me in the pocket a little bit of, of Purdy. Quick, really good feet, good balance, good setup. Didn't get too wide, wasn't too narrow. Really good feet. Uh, uh, escapability in the pocket, having that pocket presence. His ability to throw it on the run. Um, and he's got an absolute hose, man. He can really let it eat. So there was the tangible skill set that I saw that I thought, wow, this is really good. Now I'd like to dig into more of the, you know, how do you get through progressions and some of that stuff. So I got to do some, uh, I got to do some more works. But I'm really, I'm really excited to talk to Joel about kind of what I saw and then, like, what, like, what is the quarterbacking aspect? Because Joel knows, you know, more about that than I do for sure. So. Um, that's that's kind of what I want to talk to him about. Joel coming up a little bit after 8 o'clock. Up next, though, four down territory. Jared Bednar seemed okay with an overtime loss in the first game back from the break. What about a regulation loss the next night? We'll hear from uh, Coach Bednar in four down territory coming up next. Welcome to four down territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. All right, good morning, everybody. Mark, live from Radio Row in Vegas. I'm back here. <laughs> the uh, the avalanche, that, that one last night stung because after that slow start, they tie the game up 3-3. They seem to have all kinds of momentum. They are absolutely dominating New Jersey, outshooting them at one point 17-2 in the uh, third period. It just felt like inevitable that they were going to get the game-winning goal or at least go into overtime and be assured of a point, but it didn't happen. A uh, bit of a breakdown, miscommunication, left a guy open, down low. Uh, Devils score with about two and a half minutes left, get the empty netter, they win 5-3. to three. Now, whereas uh, Jared Bednar kind of hinted that the Long layoff was a, a valid excuse for their performance against the Rangers the other night. 
Not so much last night. There's no excuses. Like every team's coming off the break, doing their thing. It's it's hard to get back in the groove. Sometimes is a little. It can be a little rust with the execution. Um, shouldn't hurt the uh, effort and competitiveness that you're going to play with, right? Like these are important points. So um, some of it will come. Some of it we got to go to work on. Yeah, I was willing to give them a, a pass for the the Ranger performance, but. Uh, that that sixty minute hockey game that they're still dealing with these lapses and, and and a lot of slow starts. Boy, we we saw it last year in the playoff series against Seattle, where which I'm very worried about. By the way, yes, the um, Kraken series is gonna. And, and, and Seattle scored the first goal in all those games, and you're constantly working uphill. And while the Avalanche have led the league in third period comebacks. They've led the league in third period comebacks. You know, there's mm-hmm. a there's a, a downside to all of that. Right. So uh, this is still a team that if you're going through the to-do list between now and the playoffs, getting on to some quicker starts is is certainly uh, one of the top ones. Yeah, that would be a huge – that would be – I mean, obviously huge. And, and then playing, you know, every period would be big. And then I, has anybody checked on Gorgie? I mean, after that incredibly tough – uh, you know, overtime loss the other night. I'm sure that he had to spend at least the rest of the next day in an oxygen tank right. somewhere, All trying to recover because you cannot ass. play two. You can't play back to back. I promise the you, love of. I, pro- I promise you, they have what? They have about 30 games left in the season. Mm-hmm. I, I promise you, he will play probably. Uh, I I would cons- I would say probably I don't know I'll put the over under at uh, twenty two and a half How about that of thirty two of of about thirty games left oh so you got to take eight nine games off I hope they're traveling with one of those uh, you know one of those uh, IV you know how you, oh you get drunk in Vegas and there's an IV bus rolling around and you just sit on the bus B twelve shots IV. yeah B twelve <laughs> shots I, for, I hope I hope because otherwise. He's just not going to make it. Oh, my goodness. Second down. Miles Wood going back to play in New Jersey against his old team. For sure, it felt weird, yeah. Uh, it was the first time I ever um, played against them. So, um, you know, I still know a lot of the staff over there, a lot of the guys. So um, it was great to see them, but unfortunately, they the win. Yeah, let's see. Uh, no goals, no assists, a minus one, three shots, on goal in about 15 minutes of ice time. That'll show him. Yeah. Well, he got the video tribute, though. He did get a video I mean, maybe they buttered him up. You know, maybe that's maybe that's what hockey's all about in, in basketball. You butter them up, and you don't get their best effort. You make them feel good, like, gosh, we miss you. Wish you were here. It wasn't you. It was us. You know, that type of thing. And then the guy comes out and takes a dump in his, you know, his breezers. <laughs> Where'd it go? Yeah. Where do you use? Where do you use? A hockey where, term. Where do you use? I'm kind of a hockey where guy do you now. Use the breezers. Way to yeah. go, man. I'm a hockey guy. That's, that uh, was good. I All just right. am not happy about the overall softness of the abs right now. Uh oh. Bednar might hear from me. I'm sure. He Johnny, did. give me Johnny. Put <laughs> Bednar on my list right now. Put him on. Get Bednar. Get him on the phone now. Third down. College hoops last night at uh, Moby Arena. CSU beats Boise State. 
75-62, one of those uh, top of the Mountain West Conference. Let's see who the big boy is. And the uh, Rams get the win 75-62. Nico Medved's team has won three in a row in climbing in conference play. But I haven't really been peeking. Oh, where do we stand in the league and all that? The league's so good. I mean, there's going to put multiple teams in the NCAA tournament, and, and, and deservedly so. But um, I know it sounds like a cliche, but we're better when we're just focused on being where our feet are. And that's coming back and getting ready for San Jose. Yeah, they still got some work to do. This is a this is a conference that will get multiple bids, but you know you got you got new you got New Mexico, San Diego State, Utah State. They're all ranked right now. You got uh, Boise State that that's still on top of the conference. You got CSU at six and four. You got a pretty good Nevada Wolfpack uh, team at five and four. So I I wouldn't count necessarily on five bids uh, from the the Mountain West. Four makes sense, which means CSU probably uh, still has some work to do. Although in um, uh, uh, Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology, he does have uh, the Rams in there. So that is good. good. And anytime you beat Boise State, that's a good thing. You love any school. You are a fan of Idaho and any school that's beating Boise Boise State. Boise State, yeah. One, two, three. Uh, Do we have time, Johnny, or do we need? No? Got to bring in Marquette? We can go. All right, here. Hey, uh, Travis, because we got to hear from Travis Kelsey. Sure. Oh, so proud of what the Chiefs did this year in turning their season around. I just love this team, man. I love uh, I love coming into work every single day with these guys, uh, men and women. It's just been an amazing. Uh, it's been an amazing journey up to this point. Um, and when you when you go through some ups and downs with people, you know, uh, and you make it through the other side, it's. It's a beautiful thing, man, and, and and you just want it that much more for the person next to you, knowing how much uh, how much work they put in, and uh, it's just um, you know this this year's has been its, its its own journey and had its own challenges, but I think it's really molded us into one of the best football teams I've ever been on. Oh, how sweet! Well, so is... when you were in that Kansas City Chiefs fan chat room last mm-hmm. night while you were waiting on the plane to fly to Vegas, uh, did you did you tell them how much you admire and actually like Patrick Mahomes and? Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I, I like, I buttered them up big time, big time, in hopes that they get a little soft, Mike. Just it, like a, a hockey player. Did they say anything about? Tribute. Did they say anything about the the Broncos? Did their view of the Broncos come up? I'm just kind of curious. Well, you know, this iteration is that's the right word of the Broncos is not really that threatening. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, could, I figured. I could tell that back in the day, you know, yeah. they were intimidated by the Broncos when Elway was, you know, ruling the roost. But uh, right now, not really that yeah, much. I didn't yeah. think so. Oh, well. All right. Hey, get to work on it, Sean. Let's go. That's your hump now. That is your hump. It is, it is his hump. That'll do it for Four Down Territory, our tour around the Denver sports scene. Up next, some really good Kyle Shanahan audio yesterday. As uh, It was a press conference. The, the whole worldwide media was there, but he spent a lot of time talking about the Broncos and his Bronco connections. And uh, you'll hear a lot of it coming up tomorrow. Uh, next. To keep themselves inside their championship window, should the Nuggets consider shopping MPJ at the trade deadline? He's your only asset that I think the team would be willing to give up that matches salaries for players that are the caliber they want to get back. So we're getting a starter in return. Or Jordan Clarkson. 104.3 The Fan. We are...
Denver Sports. You know, if you're going to that uh, big game house party on Sunday, don't wait for the host or hostess to tell you what to bring. Take it upon yourself to bring Daisy's French Onion and Ranch Dips for the chips, the wings, the veggies. Trust me, everybody will be happy that you brought it because it is delicious. Of course, made as you'd expect. The legend, Daisy Sour Cream, mixed with kitchen herbs and spices. No thickeners, no preservatives, chemicals are added MSG, just all natural and delicious. Easy to find where you find your Daisy Sour Cream at the grocery store. Grab it, go, bring it with you. Daisy's French Onion and Ranch Dips. Your taste buds will thank you. The new year is here, and baseball fans can't wait for sunny days. Green grass, friends, family, and Rockies baseball. Coors Field is where it all comes together beginning this April. 2024 ticket plans are on sale now with more options and flexibility than ever. You'll get savings up to 25% off single game pricing. Don't miss out on securing your tickets for opening day April 5th against the Tampa Bay Rays now with your purchase of a ticket plan. Go to Rockies.com slash tickets today. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent are required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. The team's looking good this season. I think so. Man, I miss playing football. Being young with unlimited energy to burn. Ever since I turned 40, I just can't find that fire I used to have. Think it could be lower testosterone? What do you mean? All guys lose their edge when they turn 40. The body has less testosterone. That's why I take Nugenics Total T. I've heard about Nugenics. That really works? Since I started taking Nugenics, I'm lifting like when we played for Coach Carter. I feel more energized at work. It's even spiced up things between me and the missus. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try? Yep, send a text. It's that easy. Text EDGE to 4242. For right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. It's the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now and they'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, their newest, most powerful fat burner ever, absolutely free. Text EDGE to 42424. That's EDGE to 42424. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Ideal Home Loans, we know how much current homeowners love their current low interest rate. But we also know your struggling with climbing interest rates on all of your debt and juggling payments each and every month that continue to climb. Ideal Home Loans can help by accessing your equity and saving you hundreds each and every month. Call 303-867-7000. With all the holiday spending, credit card debt hit an all-time high last month. And if you're juggling payments, you're not alone. There's a lot of speculation about what interest rates are going to do in the future. And at Ideal Home Loans, if rates go down, our interest rate guarantee will let you refinance to a lower monthly payment, all with no lender fees. And our salary-based lending specialists will put together a solution that works for you. And that solution may include staying in your current low-rate mortgage. To find out what your ideal home loan looks like, call us today at 303-867-7000 or online at idealhomeloans.com. Equal Opportunity Lender, regulated by Dora, NMLS 136756. For terms and conditions, call 844-45-IDEAL. Hey, Mike Evans here. My kids like to bust my chops when I start telling them about how things used to be. I try and remind them, hey, I'm more forward-thinking than they give me credit for. Take treating chronic joint pain. The old ways were steroids and surgery. The new way, which I recommend, is QC Kinetics. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Hey, I'm no expert, but spending time with and learning from the passionate, caring folks at QC Kinetics has taught me enough to strongly urge you to see what QC Kinetics can do for that knee, hip, back, or shoulder pain. QC Kinetics advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence. 
Call QC Connects for a free consultation. 303-900-8986. 303-900-8986. One more time. 303-900-8986 for QC Kinetics. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him uh, Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. The craziest thing was believing that your dad knew everything. So as a dad, you felt like you had to know everything. You had to get everything right. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it's coming from love, then, you know, it kind of starts to work itself out. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a click away. Order online and pick up at your local store. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Around here at Wrangler, we are all excited for spring. The longer days, the warmer nights. When you've got your pick of shorts and jeans, either works just fine. Blue skies, open roads. Wrangler, for the ride of life. Do relationships have to be easy to be right? Of course not. The best relationships with friends, family, or partners happen when both people put in the time and commitment to make them great. Therapy can help. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy. Start the process in minutes and switch therapists anytime. Give your relationship some love with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash like today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash like. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Listen up, Broncos country. The regular season is over, but you can catch every NFL playoff game right here on 104.3 The Fan, Denver's exclusive home for postseason football. DenverSports.com, 104.3 The Fan. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, it is. That's good. Love it. Turn that up loud here on a Wednesday hump day. Here we go, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. Mark is uh, in Vegas on Radio Row. Yeah. And it goes without saying that it doesn't matter who would have come out of the NFC, we'd be rooting for that team to beat the Chiefs. As if you needed any more reason, I just happened to look over. We got ESPN get up in the morning on the uh, on the television. I see them flashing this uh, tease headline of what they're going to talk about coming up next. And it says, will Mahomes become immortal with a win? I'm like, ah. Immortal. Immortal. Now we're talking about no. immortality. Yeah, he's still going to die. <laughs> oh, jeez. Eventually. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Huh. Right? Well, no yeah. superhero. I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, eventually I mean, death comes for us all. For us all, right? Right? Yeah. No, nobody is immune, right? Yeah. So yeah. nobody's immortal that uh, that I know of. I, yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You're not gonna believe who I ju- I just looked to my left, and you're not gonna believe who I just saw with his iPhone recording a little video of himself. No. No. Yep. The B-Man? No, 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 no. 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 Aviator sunglasses himself. No way! Yeah. Zo? Zolak. So the joke there is that Scott Zolak, former NFL quarterback, mostly a backup, um, he's uh, the Patriots' uh, color commentator, and so... Um, you know, the Patriots at all those Super Bowls, all those years, you know, he'd come rolling in. Now, in, in fairness, I think he does have some sort of eye condition that, you know, requires him. But yeah, let, let's let, not make fun. Let's, let's, let's just just bypass that. Who cares? He still looks like a tool. <laughs> he does because right. he's rolling around with the sunglasses Dude, on. Dude, he looks like he goes. just came off the He looks like he just came off the set of... Uh, Oh, what's that Flyboy movie with Tom Cruise? Uh, like, <laughs> little Top Gun? Up, yeah, Top Gun. He just looks like he's got an aviator jacket yeah. on. Top Gun. Hey, just played some volleyball outside. It's <laughs> <laughs> the absolute. Oh, what a toolbox. Oh, uh, gosh. That, that made my morning that right did. there. Well, give, right. please give him uh, my best. But anyway, yesterday yesterday was really cool because uh, as as Bronco fans, you're, you're rooting for 49ers for mostly to beat the Chiefs, but how can you not love all the Bronco connections with Kyle Shanahan, with Christian McCaffrey? And I, I thought it was really cool yesterday. I was watching uh, Kyle's press conference, and uh, for, for somebody who's answering the, the country media, worldwide media questions for about, I don't know, 13, 14 minutes, he spent about half the time talking about all of his uh, Bronco connections and, and growing up a son of a coach's kid being a coach's son i was very fortunate to just be around it so much especially at the nfl level my dad went to the nfl um when i was four years old so just being around it almost my whole life you don't realize how much it helps you until you get in it and you just realize a lot of the stuff you've been around and it makes it a little easier yeah a little bit more about uh, Mm -hmm. growing up with mike as his uh, dad my dad's the best coach i've ever been around and so to be around that good of one i think also was a huge advantage for me and um, I mean, he never was really training me to be a coach. He was just being my dad, and I mean, just the way he went about everything, just how direct he was with people, how honest he was with people, how hard he worked. Um, maybe that he didn't always like what he had to say, um, but he was going to tell you the truth. And just as a son and as someone you work with, uh, to me, that's all you can ask from people. What are some of the similarities you see between Mike and Kyle as a coach? Well, I, th- 
I think I think the biggest thing and, and some of the big influence, and I've talked to Mike about this, just how your responsibility is to coach the coaches and coach the coaches in front of the players to make sure that we are all on the same page, to make sure that they understand that we're all in this thing together. And, you know, and, and to basically even correct your coaches in front of your players to make sure that we are like we are together. And then I think the thing that blows me away about both of those guys is the way they approach the game. And, you know, some coaches tell you, hey, this is what we're going to do. But they'll give you the this is what we're going to do. This is why we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. This is the effect it will have. And and then you go out and do it in a game and it's it's exactly it just unfolds exactly like they said it would unfold. And it is remarkable the kind of confidence you get coming into a game plan when a coach says this is what we're going to do and this is why we're going to do it and um, you know and, and lay it out for you like that and and so when they put something in and they put a, a play in or they put a series in or they put some type of, you know, nuanced, you know, counter to something you're doing, you just have complete and total utter faith that that's what you're going to get. And it's and it's damn it, it's going to work. Also kind of funny, Kyle laughing about the fact that uh, he's coaching Christian McCaffrey. Son of one of his childhood idols. I was so close with Christian's dad growing up. I mean, he was the, him and Rod Smith were the two receivers on the Broncos when I was throughout high school trying to be a receiver. Those were the guys I tried to cut my shoes like, wear the same shoulder pads, uh, meet him after school to run routes and do workouts throughout the summer, everything. So those were like, his dad was such a gym rat and just such a technician. And um, him and Rod taught me almost everything I know about playing, which gave me a chance to play. And uh, Kyle noticing some similarities between Christian and Ed. I also knew his dad and how psychotic his dad was with his work ethic and just attention to detail and that's what's been so neat uh, trading for Christian and actually getting to know him and just I feel like I'm watching Ed half the time. Um, Lisa the other half she had probably a little better personality which is in Christian um, but it's, uh, it's, it's funny how the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree and I'm sure they got some similarities watching me with my dad. Uh, one thing that's become very clear here over the last couple of days, uh, pretty much everybody uh, views Ed McCaffrey as being a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ed was a psycho. <laughs> um, but we had a lot of those guys. You know, we had a lot of those guys that the attention to detail, and everybody had their own routine, right? But, you know, everybody was a, a psychopath in their own way. Um, and, yeah, honestly, it's, it's what led to championships. It was Rod never missing workouts, Ed, you know, being – Ed, it was, you know, sharp in his diet and the way he worked and like everybody was like we had a we had a, a locker room full of guys that were completely committed to their craft and not exactly the same way. You know, not exactly they didn't all go about it the exact same way, but they were all um psychotic in their dedication to to putting together a winning team and doing what they had to do to be great and you know it's it's cool to watch it's fun like for me on a sunday to go watch christian mccaffrey warm up like it is it's fascinating he's got a routine that dude is the special and you know and it's a lot like you know it's a lot like eddie and it's a lot like rod it's a lot like those guys coming up in what's trending a very prominent former nfl quarterback is a fan of russell wilson 
You'll hear who and what he had to say next. As a married homeowner, there are some lines you just can't cross. Garbage day is everything. I just got a text from my wife. She said, hey, they never came and picked up the garbage because the garbage can that you put out, it's the recycling can. And I'm thinking back, I'm like, wait a second, but you brought them in the garage last week. So she switched them. She, she, to blame, switched them. <laughs> so we have a full thing of garbage before the week yeah, starts. Yeah. Am I overreacting if I no. ask for a divorce? 104.3 The Fan. We are... Denver Sports. Zach, Zach, Zach. Remember, remember, happy wife. Hey, uh, one week we got 60 degrees. People are out golfing, biking. The next it's dumping a foot of snow. We're shoveling or we're miserable. Hey, it's Colorado and all this weather takes its toll on your house and your windows. It's a great time to replace those windows. And Window Nation has a terrific deal right now. 50% off all window styles and pay nothing. With no interest for two full years. Plus, receive a free Nest thermostat with the purchase of a house of windows. So by now, you're probably getting that first real winter heating bill. Ouch. Stunning, right? Went up a lot, didn't it? I've been there. Used to live in an old house. Windows were old. Drafty. Didn't fit nice and snug. Some of those bills, my goodness, they hurt. Good windows matter. Have a Window Nation expert out to your home for a free no-obligation consultation. Had them out to my house. So professional, so informative. No wonder they've installed over 2 million windows in over 150,000 homes. Window Nation windows, they come with a lifetime warranty. Have them out to get that free, no obligation quote. 50% off all styles of windows, plus pay nothing with no interest for two full years. Plus, a free Nest thermostat with the purchase of a house of windows. Call 866-90-NATION and at windownation.com. Believe it or not, most small businesses don't have a 401k. If you don't have a 401k, you are missing out on the greatest wealth creation tool ever created. I'm Jeff Jr. with Trajan Wealth, and many 401ks are overpriced for the employer, have expensive and underperforming investment options, and have tedious administrative provisions. Not at Trajan Wealth. We can set up a 401k for a company for only 8 bucks per employee, a $65 per plan fee, plus a small advisory fee. That's right, not thousands or even the tens of thousands you've been quoted. And do it all in less time than it takes to sit in traffic. If you have five or more employees, these 401ks will help you attract and retain top talent. And if you're an employee and don't have a 401k, tell your boss, call Trajan Wealth today. Call 720-405-3300. That's 720 720- 405-3300. Services offered through a third-party partner. It just hit you. The realization that Valentine's Day is here and you've got nothing for your true love. Not this year, guys, because at Williams Jewelers, we're your one-stop shop. I'm Shana Williams. And I'm Shana's dad, Steve. And I'm Bruce Williams. You see, we're one of Colorado's largest fine jewelers with designer brands she knows and loves like Gabriel & Company, Lagos, and Hearts on Fire. Thousands of quality, iconic, and yes, affordable pieces you will find in any other store started under $300. And with every Valentine's purchase of $250 or more, your Valentine's Day card, fresh rose, and a fine bottle of wine are all on us. If can't miss, one-stop shopping. This is how Valentine's shopping was always meant to be. Williams Jewelers in Inglewood at Bellevue and Broadway. And Williams Jewelers in Cherry Creek North. Where Colorado shines. Guys, we've got this. Williams Jewelers, we can make diamonds a part of your 
Creek North and Inglewood, where Colorado shines. Your air duct cleaning experts, Ductworks. Hey guys, Mark Schlereth here from my friends at Ductworks. These Denver nights are cold. Is your heating system struggling to keep up? Your furnace is working overtime, circulating dust and debris in your home and your office. Our friends at Ductworks are here to ensure your air ducts are clean. Only Ductworks employs the unbeatable combination of both scraping and vacuuming to eradicate every last bit of dirt, debris, and dust from your air ducts. They don't just clean, they restore the efficiency of the air quality in your home or office. Breathe easier and get five-star service at the same time. Call Duckworks today at 303-425-0985. That's 303-425-0985. Or go online to duckworks.com. That's duckworks.com for a free residential or commercial estimate. 303-425-0985. The Colorado Golf Expo, presented by BMW Championship, returns to the Colorado Convention Center February 16th through the 18th. Your show ticket includes green fee discounts, golf seminars from PGA pros, and live music. Demo the latest clubs and enjoy show-only deals on gear, bags, balls, carts, apparel, and more, plus hundreds of door prizes. Share your excitement for the game with your kids at their junior golf area. It's all happening at the Colorado Golf Expo, February 16th through the 18th. For details, visit coloradogolfexpo.com. Hey, it's Mark Schlereth from my friends at West Shore Home. Beat the spring remodeling rush and get your dream bath now. Head to my personal page at westshorehome.com slash mark and schedule your free no-obligation design consultation and take your bathroom from old and outdated to new and modern in no time at all. In-house employee installers can be back out as early as three weeks for your bathroom remodel. For more information and to lock in this limited-time offer, visit westshorehome.com slash mark. Again, that's westshorehome.com. Slash mark. This segment on 104.3 The Fan is brought to you by 5280 Exteriors, the altitude of quality. Denver Sports Snapshot. Tonight on ESPN Denver 1600, home of the Colorado State Rams, CSU women's basketball faces Fresno State with pregame starting at 6. 104.3 The Fan. We are Denver Sports. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Stink live in Vegas on Radio Row. CBS made their game day broadcasters and uh, studio crew available yesterday to the media. Tony Romo, who played quarterback at Eastern Illinois, same school that Sean Payton played at. Uh, Also, it sounds like uh, in a Bill Parcells uh, biography a few years ago, revealed details that how close the Saints were to trading for Romo while Parcells was still the head coach in Dallas. So with all that as your backdrop, shouldn't surprise you that uh, Tony Romo speaks often and recently with Sean Payton. Sean Payton was as instrumental as anyone in my career. And, you know, for Denver to get back, they're in a very difficult division. Jim Harbaugh coming in is going to make it even harder. You've got three incredible coaches and I think a fourth. I think Antonio Pierce is going to be great. When you when you uh, when you when you hear him say that he's a fan of of Sean Payton, I mean, how much stock do you put in that? Is is that something that hey they're, they're friends and you know he's going to say nice things about Sean or is there is there something real there? It's legit in that when you know Tony Romo speaks about Tony about Sean Payton, you listen. Yeah, no, I think you listen. I mean, I think if you're if you run in NFL circles, the respect. 
that people have for Sean Payton as a coach. I'm not talking about the guy, right? There are some people that don't like Sean. You know, he can be abrasive. We've seen that. We've seen his, you know, comments about Nathaniel Hackett and everything else, and people got their panties in a wad over that. But, you know, the bottom line is, like, in NFL circles, Sean Payton is an absolute beast when it comes to coaching. And you know, matching people up and, you know, out executing, out coaching people. So, yeah, no, I have, I, I, I'm, I'm with, with Tony Romo, man. When you talk to people, he's, he's a really damn good coach and, and people, he challenges, he challenges everybody he coaches against. Well, I'm glad you say that. And, and that's good to hear, but it, it only, I think, solidifies to me how really kind of lousy of a season he had coaching. I don't know if it was because he was off for a year or he just because he just didn't click with Ross. It it impacted all of his coaching. But I'm not going to lie. I expected more from him as a coach and certainly will be expecting a lot more next year. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, I think that trying to figure out trying to figure out how to coach with and around Russ and. I think there were. I think there's a, a lot of things. You know, I, I think all that stuff is fair. Being off for a year, uh, trying to figure out, like I said, with Russ and what you were going to do and how you're going to adjust the offense and understanding that there's things you want to do that you can't do. Um, you know, also the receiving core and having injury. You know, to Tim Patrick early, and I, I, I mean, there's a lot of little things. But yeah, that I expected them to be better than they were this year, and um, and they weren't, and, and they've got to improve. Well, speaking of Russell Wilson, uh, he still has a fan in Matt Ryan. Russ can still play. I mean, there's, at least in my opinion, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, whether it's there or not remains to be seen. But I think Sean, I mean, just from the decision that they made towards the end of the season, I think it's a hard relationship to, to repair, um, you know, be, between those two. Uh, and in that level of trust just will never be the same if they decide to, to keep him. No. That, well, that, not, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But um, but I would think Matt Ryan, if anybody would understand why Sean Payton moved on from Russ, it would be somebody like Matt Ryan, right? Sure. Who, plays, who plays quarterback exactly the way Sean Payton would like his quarterback to play. Absolutely. And then there's a quarterback fraternity, right? You don't want to... True, you know, you true. So there's always... There's always that aspect of it, and and he's right. Russ can still play. He still moved around. He was still really good off schedule. He just wasn't very good on schedule. And you know, and 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 some of that is you know some of that is the offense, uh, obviously your receivers and and that stuff. But really, and, and I will always, I'll always, you know, I'll always revert back to this: is that dude takes too many sacks because he won't make a tough throw, and. That's if I was Sean, I wouldn't want him to be my De- quarterback. Define a, define a tough throw. What do you mean? By well, that? like an anticipatory throw. Okay. Throw a guy open. If a guy looks covered, but you know it's it's going to come open to make that throw. Yeah, like it. You know, to put it in a to put it in a tough spot. And he would rather pull it, scramble around, you know, have a sight throw where somebody is wide open and let it eat. The problem with doing that is there are way too many times. You're all of a sudden in the drive, and it's and it's second down and 15, or second down and 17, and you you can't survive. You can't unless you have 
an all-world defense and you're creating a ton of turnovers like they did in that five-game winning streak, you can't survive that. And and ultimately, it's not, as we know, it's like they did it for a while, but it's not a sustainable recipe for success. Well, don't worry, Chiefs Kingdom. Travis Kelsey is very focused on football and not you-know-who. I never wanted to to make the people on this on this team in the, in the Kansas City Chiefs building feel like I wasn't focused on the task at hand, and that's winning football games. Knowing how much I I love this game, and I love coming into work and everything. So, uh, being able to juggle that and make sure everybody realizes my focus is is in the right uh, area, especially when I'm in the building and there's no distractions. I think that's been the biggest point. Okay, I'm gonna offer you, Mark, and all of Broncos country one of those like deal with the devil type things. Okay. Okay. You can have the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this Sunday. Uh, and Jay, uh, Travis Kelsey retires. Okay. Or the Chiefs lose, but Travis Kelsey comes back next year. Oh, I, I'll take the Chiefs losing and Travis Kelsey coming back next year. <laughs> I figured that. Yeah. 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 Just Absolutely. don't want to get. You just don't want to get Travis Kelsey out of here. Get him just out of the mix. No, no. I mean, you know, eventually he'll slow down. He slowed down a little bit this year. Uh, I will say, you know, I talked at the beginning of the year, I talked to Matt uh, Nagy, who's their offense coordinator, about Kelsey. And he said, you always got to you always got to take what coaches tell you with a grain of salt because they'll throw stats out there that are wrong most of the time. But, you know, they they come from a place where they're ish. You know, they use a lot of ish stuff, like they're close-ish. But he was like, hey, Travis Kelsey, since he came in the league, has a thousand more snaps, game snaps, than any other tight end in the league. And the guy never misses practice. He like he is on target, and he sees the game like a quarterback, which we see all the time with his route running ability and how he adjusts routes and how he finds openings and all that kind of stuff. So, but from a work ethic standpoint, man, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody in Kansas City that won't tell you the guy is a phenomenal worker. Speaking of stats and analytics. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love this one, Mark, because mm-hmm. Phil Sims is just like you. Yes, not an analytics guy. Well, it's not about gut and feel. It's about what I've learned, the experience of being in this game. So this game has nothing to do with so many other games that we've seen. Does that make sense? You know, when you can't run the ball for a friggin' yard, and all of a sudden it's fourth and one. Well, we're gonna get it this time. Well, what would make you think that? Oh, analytics says, well, you've missed it three times. I don't know. I'm making it up. Yeah. That the fourth time, you're guaranteed of making it. Get off my lawn! Mm-hmm. Old guys unite. Phil Sims. Yelling at clouds. That's right. There's only one analytic, advanced analytic that I buy into and I live by, Mike. And that's the boo rating. Which is? Balls over opponent. That'll do it for What is Trending. Bring that to you each and every morning at 7.30. Up next, we celebrate a special 20-year anniversary. Also, also, uh, in all your games that you covered, the San Francisco 49ers, were you ever aware of this insult that's been said behind their back? That's coming up next. Could the Broncos trade back in the first round and still find their QB of the future? It's Bo Nix or it's Penix Jr. You trade out of 12, you get to 28, you get to 30, and you add a second, and then you take that quarterback at 30. 104.3 The Fan.
We are Denver Sports. The new year is here. Time for change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand fields of IT, cybersecurity, and AI with My Computer Career in just months. Already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. This segment on 104.3 The Fan is brought to you by Gen Wealth, your trusted local fiduciary advisors. The Schlereth and Evans podcast is sponsored by Xfinity. Xfinity is the best way to stream your favorite live sports on the next generation Xfinity 10G network. 104.3 The Fan, denversports.com, and the Denver Sports app. We are Denver Sports. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Live in Vegas from Radio Row. Get to the uh, text line here, Ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043. We've got uh, Joel Klatt join us in about 25 minutes. Looking forward to that right after the DenverSports.com front page. This is from uh, Tucson Tim. Uh, What the heck is up with Stink's new catchphrase, let it eat? Listening to his Telestrator Tuesday yesterday, he must have used let it eat at least a half dozen times, and he just used it again. No, that's not a new catchphrase at all. That's a that's look like really that's a a baseball term. Really? So I, I oh yeah, baseball. I get yeah. with football. Let it eat. Let it go. When we have fastball, let your fastball eat. Yeah, you let it eat. Like just, I mean, just wing it. Throw it hard. It's 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 a reference to throwing hard. Guys who can just. Run it up there to 100 miles an hour. You just let that thing eat. Oh yeah, that's a it's a huge baseball. I mean, I talk about you know my son's a pitching coach at Western Michigan, and and obviously had you know success pitching throughout high school and college and in, into the pros. Um, yeah, that's a that's that's a a velocity term. That's why. That I mean, that's how I've always used. Do it. the Rockies have it in a, baseball? Do- I used it in baseball way before. Way, describing baseball way before I ever talked about, you know, uh, a quarterback who, who, you know, will throw it like that. I think the Rockies have enough pitchers who let it eat. Tonight it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, well, they got some guys that throw hard, right? My guy, uh, Chad Andrus, uh, posted this yesterday. Uh, apparently the uh, over-under for the all the baseball teams, they're out. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You want to take a guess? Ooh. Uh, Rockies ro- over, under. Over, under. Uh, 62. Close. Lower. Lower than 62? Which 58? is 62 and 100, yeah. Uh, 58? 59 and a half. Son of a gun. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Really? Oh, no. We suck again. Well, they've got, you know, I mean, they've got some good young players. I've seen one side. One side's got 60 and a half. But, but still, you're, 
You're talking about 100 losses. You could take the over and they still lose 100 games. Yeah. But, hey, come out to the ballpark. Shohei. Shohei's coming here with the Dodgers. Yeah. Red Sox will be here. You know? He'll be the Cardinals. Yes. Come see Nolan Arenado. Jeez, please. Uh, another one on the Rimeslaw.com text line from Jim. Uh, you guys know I'm not a uh, Sean Payton fan and don't believe he did anything in his first year to get fans excited. But he's here at a steep price. So next season is a prove-it year as far as I'm concerned. It's much like Dion. If he has another bad season, then I'll be out on him getting it done in Boulder, as I will be with Sean getting it done in Denver. Well, what's your, I mean, what would you be, like with Dion, what would be your definition of a bad season? Because four wins for a team that wasn't projected, like that won a game last year and was was called the worst college football team of the 130-whatever teams there are, like getting four wins and and getting the hype that you got and and some of the national attention you got, was that a bad season? I I don't think it was a bad season. I mean, you didn't have a great record, but it wasn't a a bad season, and you certainly have have built. You know, you you're, you're building something. From uh, Dolly, listening. Hello, Dolly. Uh, I have been listening to and watching baseball for over seventy years, and I've never heard the phrase "let it eat." <laughs> <laughs> Take that for data. Apparently, you're the only one, Mark. <laughs> so, Dolly, Dolly's. How much time has Dolly spent in a Major League Baseball dugout or, you know, in the locker room? Probably not much. Probably not much. I don't know. I mean, I just. Although maybe, you know, 70 years of baseball, maybe she was, uh, you know, played for the uh, League of Their Own team. I don't know. Maybe she she did. I don't know. Who knows? I I don't know. I mean, you know, I've heard Verlander and. Let it eat. You know, and Max Scherzer and my son and, yeah. Let it eat, huh? Rick Purcello and. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I mean, I don't Delicious. know. Anything. So now, let whatever. the big dog eat is a golf reference. We we hear that one all the oh time. Oh my gosh! You, now you guys are getting now you got now I'm now I'm starting to get a little bit irritated. <laughs> Why? Because I'm comparing golf to baseball. No, 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 no. Just because just because you now you're like oh nobody's ever said that. Okay, well then if nobody's ever said that, I said it. So deal with it. <laughs> How about that? Okay. All right. All right. Good for you. Fair man. enough. Fair That's enough. Right. Wow. Wow. Somebody got sensitive about the whole uh, let it eat. Yeah. No, wow. I just don't. I just don't. So uh, it, in all your years of, uh, not all your years, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the last few years covering the uh, San Francisco 49ers, doing a number of 49er games, were you ever aware of them being called this? Ross Tucker. Uh, former offensive lineman, now doing the whole podcast thing. I can see him right across, right across. He's right over there. I sit. I All right. See him. Well, okay. Go you, ahead. You can ask him about this. They gotta stop with the complaining all the time. I mean, it's Tuesday morning. We've already heard Nick Bosa complaining that the Chiefs tackles hold a lot. Now they're coming out and complaining about the field conditions for their practice conditions over at UNLV. I mean, there's a reason why people call them the 40 whiners. It's 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 annoying. And I know what Kyle, Kyle Shannon said last night, we're fine with it. No, 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 I know that game. You don't get to leak behind the scenes that you're not happy about the practice field conditions and then publicly say, no, it's fine. So... San Francisco's working at UNLV's facilities. 
Mm. The Chiefs get, the AFC get the Raiders facilities, which are glittering and state-of-the-art. So have you ever heard the 49ers referred to as the 40 Winers? Uh, no. Uh-uh, I haven't. But uh, Fred Warner uh, complained about uh, there were no blueberry muffins. He said they're only poppy seed muffins, and he had heard that the Chiefs had uh, banana walnut muffins or banana nut muffins. So oh. he was he was pissed about that. So um, obviously I think tongue-in-cheek. But the practice facility thing is big. Like I never really thought about it because I was always in the – I was always in a city – that that represented the you know the conference that I played for. So in Minnesota we got the Vikings facilities, in San Diego with the Chargers facilities, and in Miami we got the Dolphins facilities. So I never really thought about what the other teams were in and how they were functioning because we got, you know, we got the state of the art stuff. So maybe that's a huge advantage cuz yeah, I've heard, you know, I've heard the complaints about the field like that. UNLV's field, and I've been over there because, you know, I helped out with that UNLV program when my son went to UNLV for one year. So I was helping out with the football program a little bit when I'd come in on the weekends. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a uh, one of those field turf, you know, with the little rubber bubbles and or little rubber pieces and stuff. And apparently they put grass over the top of it. The NFL put it, sawed over the top of it and, and made it a sawed field. And they have complained about it being soft and maybe coming up a little bit. So um, that's a real, I mean, that's a concern. There's no, there's no question it's a concern. So when you were consulting with the UNLV football team, did you uh, tell the coach to remind his quarterback to let it eat? <laughs> you are <a> dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't actually consulting with the quarterbacks. No, I was. I was dispensing okay. justice. You know, in the in the trenches. Text of the day comes from Mason of Aurora. <laughs> Is it uh, just me, or did the Broncos let Russ eat too much in his first year here? That's a good call. Actually, he it's may have left. He may have eaten a little too much. A little too much. As as much spice though. As spice is supposed to. You know, ratchet up your internal core temperature so you lose some weight, not gain it. Finally, 20 years ago, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, this movie oh, still gives me goosebumps whenever I hear this. This movie was released 20 years ago yesterday. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Oh, oh the movie Miracle released Miracle. 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I, I know there are a lot of great, like, speeches, sports yeah. speeches in movies, right. but I don't know if you will find one better um, than Kurt Russell. Uh, in 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 that movie, in the locker room, before the Miracle on Ice game, oh, oh, I got chills thinking about it. That is that is that is awesome. What was it? Herb Herb Brooks. Herb right? Brooks. That's right. Herb Brooks. Man, just what a great movie. In fact, in fact, uh, it got me thinking. Okay. And this, this might be a little difficult because I'm throwing this right at you, but I I I put together, and this is a tough one, tough list. Anybody doing this along? While you're you're listening, try try to do it. But your top five all-time sports movies. Does Miracle make the top five? It does for me. 
Oh, I, of, I, of I, all time sports. All movies? time sports movies. My top five in descending order. Number five. Got to throw. I got to put a Rocky movie in there. Rocky Two was always my favorite, so well, I went well, Rocky. It two. was Rocky yeah. Two. Rocky huh? Two was yeah. Uh, yeah. Number four, Tin Cup. Love uh, Tin Cup. Okay, yeah. Love Tin yeah. Cup. Uh, number three was Miracle. Okay. Number two, Bull Durham. Okay. And my number one favorite sports movie of all time. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Can let you guess me guess. It? Let me guess. Number one has got to be uh, Field of Dreams. No. Uh, Angels in the Outfield. No. Um, Sandlot. No. Um, Wrong sport. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 uh, Tropic, uh, Tropic, uh, <laughs> Jackie Moon. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Okay. I'll make it. I'll make it. I'll make it. Hoosiers, oh. come on! Oh, Jimmy Chitwood in the final. You know they Jimmy call the timeout, Chitwood. and Gene Hackman's there. Coach Dale, he's calling up the drawing up the play, and they're gonna run the 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 decoy with Jimmy. And Jimmy, everybody stands back, and they don't yeah. like the call. And he's like, "What? What? What?" He's like, "I'll make it. I'll make oh. Jimmy Chitwood. Wow." So anyway, wow. those are my those are my top five. Uh, feel free know. to you uh, the, debate. Who did I, what I leave? Water, you missed Waterboy. Nah, no, no, no. You, who, uh, there are a lot of tough ones uh, to leave out. You, I mean, tons of tough ones. Some happy great Gilmore. Sports. Happy Gilmore. Left that one out. Okay. Field of Dreams. Um, mm-hmm. The Natural. Um, yeah. There can only be five. Major League. There can, uh, Major League. I watched that the other day. We're going to need a live chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any of that old lame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was so like I'm watching my my son, who's 17. Mm-hmm. He's watching and he just he got he was getting so annoyed with me because I kept saying the lines before they right. came out. You know, guess there's only one thing left to do: do window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is KKFN KKFN HD One Longmont Denver. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. we go let's jump into it we we talked a little bit about it uh, during what's trending andrew mason doing a great job out at the super bowl i'm sure you'll run into him at some point mark and he was talking to matt ryan and matt ryan believes uh, that russell wilson still is a good quarterback um so his quote russ can still play at least in my opinion, there's no doubt about that. So it still comes back to this question that's still kind of lingering out there for some folks. If you got to pay the guy, if you got to pay him, and you're looking at an $85 million dead money hit, if he can still play, and even you said earlier he can still play, why not in the short term try to make it work with Sean and Russ? Well, I mean, what's your definition of can he still play? 
can he still move around? Can he still make throws? Yeah. But is he going to play in the context of the offense? Probably not. And so, yeah, if you want to have an off-schedule offense and a dude that's going to run around and take 50 sacks, but, you know, make some plays and, you know, I mean, again, it, it depends on what you want. Why would you keep him? Because you're not going anywhere. You're not going to be able to, you don't have a good enough team to overcome the deficiencies of him playing quarterback. He didn't say, he, he, Matt Ryan didn't say that he was good or that he was a, you know, a great orchestrator of offense or whatever. He said he could play. But what do yeah, you, he can. What, what, what's your definition? Give me a, a win-loss record if you have a quarterback that can still play. What does that mean? Well, how good is your team? Like, I know what you're saying, so, but, but, but the general tier, if you're doing different tiers of quarterbacks, if you describe a quarterback as, hey, that guy can still play, I mean, what does that sound like to you? Is that a is that a six-win, six-to-seven-win quarterback? Is that a yeah, eight-to-nine-win quarterback, a, double like a, digits? Like a 500 guy. Okay. Yeah, he can, he can play, you know, he can play. Now, to get over the top, you've got to, like, there's just so many things you have to do well. Like, he is not going to be... He's not going to elevate you. Now, if you're close in the games because you played really well and he scrambles around and makes a few plays, well, you know, I mean, it's kind of like what they did in Seattle, and he won a lot of games, a lot of those games, a lot of fourth-quarter comebacks and all that stuff because he can scramble around and make a lot of plays. He, he can do that, um, but it's hard. It's just hard to, it's hard to win that way. In the NFL. See, the, the, for the folks that believe, hey, you got to try to make it work w- with Russ, and the two have to find a common ground, that's not why you hired Sean. You you didn't hire Sean Payton, trade for him, give up mm-hmm. a lot to get him, pay him a huge salary, to have him come here and not be the kind of coach he was for those 15 years in New Orleans. That's why you traded for him. That's why you're paying him is be based on what he did in New Orleans. So he... Right. you're. He should be allowed to, and certainly because of what you gave up to get him, you're paying for what he is comfortable with. Not you're paying him all that to yeah. go out and step outside of his comfort zone and somehow reinvent himself as a coach. That's, uh, not, what, other, that's not what you're paying Mike, him for. Mike, the other thing is, the other thing is just a fear-mongering over the cap hit. That oh you'll you'll never be able to feel the team. I, I, I present to you Exhibit A, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You'll that, that, because that's they they were in a worse cap situation last year than the Broncos are going into this year. Well, four of the five worst cap strapped teams in the NFL this year made the playoffs. Yeah, and so the whole well we just we're already paying them, so let's just pay them and keep them is such it it it, it is such a position of fear, knock need, you know, tinkling down your leg way to way to approach this game. Guys not you're not winning a championship. If the cha- if championships are are the goal. If if Mr. Bowen's legacy, which was championships, if that's the goal, then you have to move on from that guy because you're not winning champion. I don't care how many times he draws Super Bowl trophies on his shoes. He's not winning a championship. Well, how about this one? The possibility. I don't think it'll happen because I don't think Tampa's going to let him go. Uh, plus, I don't think the Broncos could afford him with the, the money they're already set to pay Russ. But 
Boomer Esiason loves, 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 as he told Andrew Mason, the idea of Baker Mayfield and Sean Payton together. Baker proved that he could do it. You know, Baker's going to be a free agent. Oh, I'd love to see him with Sean Payton. That would be unbelievable. They'd be screaming back and forth at each other. And Come on. The NFL needs Baker and Sean Payton together, right? Because Todd Bowles is like, good play. You know, man. Come on, they'd be screaming at each other. It'd be great. Man, makes me want to wish that it could happen even more, but it, it's just, it's not going to happen. But do you think Sean wants that? Do you think Sean wants... A quarterback that yells back at him. Because a lot of times he would yell at Russ, and Russ would just have this, like, thousand-yard stare going where he's just like, you know. He, yeah, he was crying inside. Like a karate man. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was doing, he was pulling his best Paxton Lynch, but he just wasn't crying on the outside, oh! just on the inside. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wait a minute, do we have it? Do I have it? Do I have it? Okay. Yeah. It's like the first uh, 48 hours when Eddie Murphy was in jail. Karate men cry on the inside. We don't show our weaknesses. <laughs> day, th- day 37. Day 37 yeah. of the um, Paxton Lynch smear campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for the DenverSports.com front page. We'll get back to some of the other stories. Good stuff that I want to get to. Uh, some stuff involving the uh, avalanche and uh, other things. But right now, we welcome in uh, for the last time. The oh, last time this season. Me. Oh, this is the season finale, not the series finale. This is the mm. season finale because he ain't going nowhere. I'll franchise tag him if I have to. Uh, Joel Klatt, presented by Audi Flatirons. Hello, Joel. You franchise tag me. I'm going to demand a trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, it's in the collective bargaining agreement. You you guys uh, you uh, guys negotiated. Not my yeah, fault. You, you agreed to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how you guys doing? Good, good. How you how you how you feeling? Good. All right. Good. Doing really well. Let's go. Hey, hey, Joel. You know, last week uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh was on with Colin Cowherd, and, and obviously you you've seen it and you've heard it. Him talking about JJ McCarthy is going to be the first overall player taken in the draft, and you know he's making that prediction. And so Mike, you know, gave me an assignment to go look at some film on him. So I went back and I looked at some stuff, and and I want your opinion on this because the stuff that I saw, the stuff that caught my eye, was a couple of things. One foot energy in the pocket. I thought he was great in his drops. I thought he was always balanced in the pocket. I thought he had great kind of pocket awareness. And the thing that really kind of blew me away that I didn't really realize because I don't watch a ton of college football was not only his athleticism and his ability to escape the pocket, but his ability to, uh, you know, his ability to be accurate on the run, accurate on the move, and his arm talent is off the charts, I thought, in some of the stuff I watch. So, um, that being said, I don't know if you agree with that stuff or not, but I wanted to know more about from a progression passer and getting through progressions, like what, what you thought of McCarthy in those scenarios. Yeah. So all of the things you just talked about are, are absolutely right. He is he is very skilled and talented. There's a lot of athleticism there. Um, uses his legs in, in a very smart way. There, there were several times when he would, you know, steal two or three first downs a game with his legs, and and he definitely has the athleticism to, to do that. I thought that early in his career, like most young athletic quarterbacks, he used that too often um, and relied on that too much, too heavily. 
And what I saw as his career developed was a guy that would use that as a last resort. And, and when you use that as a last resort, that tends to, at least in, in my estimation, put more pressure on the defense because they have to defend the concept for a longer amount of time and, and, and really as a primary versus just trying to defend you and him you in. So that's that's number one. And then all of the things that you were talking about, you know, his arm talent jumps off the screen. There's no doubt about it. I thought that he developed as his career went on in the last three years. He got much better in terms of progression reading, understand where to go with the football, and, and in, in particular – in just a straight drop back sense. Now, there's only really one concern for me, and that is is just number of reps. And even though he played a lot of football, because of the style that Michigan was using, and and the blueprint, I think is is a better you know, way to to say it, the blueprint that they were utilizing to go win football games. He wasn't asked to do what like a Michael Penix was doing or a Caleb Williams was doing or even a Drake May was doing in terms of the number of times he was asked to just drop back and control the game from the pocket. Now, that's two different things because can he do it? Yes, he does have the skills to do it. Did he do it very often? No. In fact, you know, when I go back, it would be, I don't know, four to six times maybe a game where he would be either in the shotgun or under center and have a straight drop back that was not quick game. Okay, so if it's if it's not quick game, then that decision is going so so quick game when I say that, that decision is generally made pre-snap. You know you know where you're going with the ball and something has to happen pretty drastic post snap for you to not go to the primary in the quick game. You're developing your your movement key, your your target based on what the look of the defense is and the ratios of the defense and the leverage of the defense, so on and so forth. So post-snap reads are more difficult. Everybody knows this. Michael Penix did this a lot at Washington. Reading the field all the way down the field, he would do it 15 to 25 times per game, whereas McCarthy would be doing it four to six times per game. So it's two different conversations to say, like, he didn't do it all that often, or I just don't think he can. I think he absolutely can do it. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Now, will that happen quickly at the NFL level? Maybe, depending on who his coach is and who he's developing with and, and more specifically, you know, what type of offensive line he's playing behind. But he can do it. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's just that we didn't see it all that often at Michigan because of the blueprint that they used to go win the national championship. Busy with Joel Clapp, presented by Audi Flatirons. Joel, as we get into all of this uh, studying of the quarterbacks and and who might be a good fit uh, for the Broncos, when it comes to these Shrine Games and Senior Bowls and Combines and and Pro Days, when when you're looking at quarterbacks, when you're evaluating quarterbacks, how much – do these kind of showcases influence you? How do, how do you, what do you look for? What should we all look for when it comes to evaluating these guys? Boy, that's, uh, that's a great question. I think it's hard, <laughs> you know, obviously. Um, well, let me, uh, I'd love to, you know, Mark, uh, jump in on this after if um, you don't mind, because, and maybe this was just a different era because of the way that the game has has changed. But 
I can only speak to my experience, okay? So I wasn't in one of those all-star games, but I was in rookie mini camps. And generally speaking, the guys that earn the trust of their teammates and the coaching staff the quickest are the ones that can operate the system the quickest. Can you get in and out of the huddle? Can you take a snap? Do you know where to go with the football? You know, can you operate the concepts? And the guys that can go in there and do that and basically run practice efficiently, everyone's like, we want him in the, in the game. And I can tell you by, through experience, the only reason I was able to get a contract with Detroit and New Orleans wasn't because of my talent. It was because I could operate the system. So I went into rookie minicamp, and I was the only quarterback that could actually take us through a team period. Why? Because I could get in and out of the huddle. And I know that has nothing to do with, like, the way you're throwing, the throws you're making, so on and so forth. But I'm telling you, like, that's a big deal once you get to the next, next level and you're trying to practice and you're trying to operate as a team. And the guy that can do that the cleanest generally earns the trust – I, I would say of, of the teammates and the coaches. Um, so those are the guys that I think impress the most. And, and those are not the things that you can actually evaluate as, as a scout on the outside or, or, you know, just watching on TV. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things, Joel is practice is different. Like seven on seven, isn't real. Right. And, and so there are like you evaluate a quarterback in practice like the, the best evaluator in any practice is one on ones because it's the hardest thing you'll ever do for an offensive and defensive lineman because it's it doesn't really simulate what you get in the game. But as an offensive lineman, if you can block one on ones in a one on one drill, then people will look at you and go that translates because will we'll, we'll very rarely will you ever be in a position where you got to have a seven-step drop where you're one-on-one with a you know a, a beast that's a three technique and you know and, and you got turned each way away from you you know that it just doesn't happen very often you know what's interesting as, as you're saying that you know yeah. you're saying that one-on-ones is the hardest thing that you do as an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman right maybe more so an offensive lineman. offense yeah see I, I would argue that the hardest thing that a quarterback does is live 11 on 11 being Correct. live. Yes, yeah, see I, that's, I totally that's agree. That's the with hardest that. thing that a quarterback has to do. See when when a quarterback's in one-on-ones, there's no timing. 7 on 7 is easy. Yeah. You know, and so there are guys that look great in those settings. And this is what I despise about this. People will be like, "Did you see that throw he made in 7 on 7 or one-on-ones?" It's like, "Who right. cares?" Right. What oh, that that makes no bearing. That's why a guy like Brock Purdy ends up being the last pick in the draft. But during an NFC championship game, when the defensive tackle wins against the guard and is barreling down on the dude's chin, he stands there like an absolute boss and delivers a beautiful ball across the middle to Debo while he gets absolutely rocked in his teeth. That's hard. Yeah. You know, so that's what's, and this is what's so difficult about a quarterback evaluation. There's no setting in practice or in a combine or in a meeting in a dark room where you can tell if a guy has that in him. Yeah. Good stuff. You know, what's, what's, what's interesting, too, is, you know, I heard a lot of people reporting back from the combine that Bo Nix wasn't great in practice. But you know what? The dude I saw play on Saturday in the Senior Bowl 
looked like he had command, and there were a couple throws he made that I was like, you know, under duress, where I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty damn good. And so it, it is one of those things where it's just a really it's a really interesting evaluation because I'm 100% with you. Seven on seven is easy unless you're Tim Tebow and you scramble on seven on seven. So... <laughs> Now you let's know, let's which not, I've watched let's, I've watched more than a handful there's, there's of times. No need while for any and no need for any gratuitous uh, cheap <laughs> shots at uh, Timmy. It's just, it uh, wasn't it cheap. It was just true. Very quickly, very quickly here, Joel. Uh, there there seems to be and, and look if, if lips are moving right now they're lying. But there, there seems to be some rumblings that Drake May's stock is dropping while Jaden Daniels is climbing to the point where Daniels now may be review uh, be. Uh, regarded as QB two and may QB three or maybe even lower. Would would that be a huge mistake for teams to pass on Drake May? I personally think so. Um, you know, I, I, Jaden's a really talented player, but but Drake has something. Has, Drake has something incredibly special, and and you have to also think of this. Drake didn't go play for a program that was going to be um, w- widely better and more talented around him than his opponent. So he's going to be more used to like an NFL environment because he's been playing in an environment where he's had to raise the level of his team, which was more similar to his opponent. Um, I think Drake is incredible. I think it would be a mistake to pass on him, but and for him, it's probably better because the higher you get drafted, the worse that organization is. Give me an NFL comp. Give me an NFL current NFL QB comp for Drake May. He's a better passing Josh Allen. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and by, by, like, better passing, <laughs> I mean, like, significantly. And still has all the mobility and, and, and size and durability, all that. He's, he's huge. He's right off the farm. He's down to earth. He's athletic, incredible in the pocket. Like, he, dude's an absolute stud. Any other year outside of a Caleb Williams, this dude is a slam dunk first pick in the draft. Wow, so, heck of an endorsement. Yeah, um, you know, you know, one of the things you said that was interesting to me about about you know JJ McCarthy is depending upon where you get drafted, and I think that is. Like I think that's one of the kind of dirty secrets. It's it's not only where you get drafted, it's just how you're how you're developed. And in today's NFL, oftentimes you get drafted somewhere where they throw you in and ask you to do things you can't do. You know, you're not yeah. ready to do. And I always I yeah, always say Justin like, Fields in Chicago. Like right, Chicago's ruined. Times that happens to a kid in in the NFL that essentially could be a great player that never amounts to much and becomes a bust because of, of the situation he's put in. Yeah, it's, it's it might be happening to Bryce Young right now. Yeah. Uh, final final question, since this is your last show with us, and I'm, I'm sure we might get a chance to, to visit with you before the draft, but call your shot right now. Does Sean Payton draft a quarterback in the first round? I think he does. I think he does. Staying put or moving out. I think that there are going to be five guys that people are are comfortable enough drafting in the first round, and and I think Sean's going to take one of them. And if I mm. if I had to be if I had to lay money on it, I 
think it's going to be Knicks. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> last, ooh, last, last. I cannot wait to hear him say, "Hi, I'm Bo Nix." He doesn't I talk. Love he doesn't for the talk like that. We we heard some Bo Nix last week, Joel. And you're right. He does not sound like Mark wants him to sound like. No. Then no, I then but, I want a different guy. You know what? Then I want a different. It's you know what it is. Mark just loves huh. Bubby Brister so much. Yes, he's That's getting true. Bubby vibes it off is, of Bo. It's, it is true. Bubby, I do Bo, have some Bubby yeah, vibes. yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, final question comes in from one of our textures. Uh, Mark is very fond, increasingly so lately, of talking about everybody letting you eat. Uh, quarterbacks let it eat. Uh, pitchers let it eat. Uh, yeah. Golfers let it eat. Uh, Joel, were you ever a let it eat quarterback? Man, I wasn't talented enough to, to let it eat. I was just <laughs> I was locked into the operation of the system. I tried to let it eat one time. Um, didn't go all that well. And then I became <laughs> like, a, hey, let's check it down all the time. And then I told you this story. You know, I, I was like, uh, hey, like, let's protect the football. You know, punt is a good play. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we're in practice in Detroit, and I check the ball down, and I come back feeling confident about myself, and Mike Martz is looking at me, and he's just staring at me. And and in and, and, and some colorful language, he, he asks me, like, why the blank did I do that? And I was like, oh, well, there was two safeties, and I didn't like the eight, you know, like the post route. And... And he looks at me like as if I'm stupid, as if I just told him the earth is flat. And and he was like, if the safety was any good, he'd be a wide receiver. <laughs> so I've had those conversations. Eat. I've had enough conversations with Mike Martz. I could see his face looking at you right now. Like I could totally picture it. But you have heard people use the term let it eat because Mike never heard oh, yeah. let it eat. And I was like. Come on. No, in, in baseball. In baseball. I've never heard oh, it. Oh, sure. As a Pitchers? let it eat type thing. Oh, let it all eat, the time. If you're going to yeah. throw a slider, you better let that thing eat. Well, yeah. You were you were once a let it eat quarterback, and then you became a you never go broke taking a profit quarterback. <laughs> That's right. I love that. Never, don't go never broke met taking it. a profit. That's right. Never met That's a right. check down I didn't like. <laughs> don't get don't get bored with what works, man. Hey, if that's working for you, then let it eat. Hey, Joel, uh, wait, wait, it, can... letting it eat for me was was a check down on every play. Love that. Hey, man, you were you've been uh, awesome again. Uh, I don't know how many years we've been doing this, but uh, it's uh, it's awesome. We love 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 your perspective, love your humor, love your stories, uh, everything. So um, thank you again, and we look forward to doing it all again next year. Yeah, man, I, I love being on with you guys. You guys are the best, and uh, I appreciate the, the opportunity every year. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank Joel you, Clark, Joel. presented by Audi Flatirons. There's always a lot to unpack from Joel. We'll do that next. After breathing life back into the football program, has Coach Prime raised the bar for the rest of CU Athletics? There's a big-time nature or atmosphere that he has created at CU, and I just believe you got to piggyback on that. Again, you got to be able to understand the value of athletics and the value of creating a winner, and I think it's a reasonable question to ask. 104.3 The Fan. We are Denver Sports. Hey guys, Smart Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers Apprenticeship Program is an earn while you learn, fully paid, four-year apprenticeship and training program offering an education on how to design, fabricate, and install 
commercial HVAC system. Smart Local 9 sheet metal workers set the gold standards on indoor air quality, testing, adjusting, and balancing, and ventilation verification. Brandy Tafoya Walker embarked on this journey just two days after high school graduation. Uh, she became a lead welder, later transitioning to a role of instructor at uh, JATC Denver facility, guys. Amazing story. The apprenticeship program offers training in various other specialties, such as welding, computer-aided drafting, commercial and residential HVAC. First-year apprentices start an hourly wage of over 21 bucks an hour with a total package, including wages and benefits of over 70,000 bucks a year. Guys, this is not a job. This is a career. Check it out online. This amazing program at smw9.com. That's smw9.com. This is Ryan Watson, Vice President and General Manager of Audi Flatirons and Audi Boulder Service. When was the last time a dealership delivered the experience you were looking for? At Audi Flatirons, we provide an online retail experience where you can get price, payment, and a value on your vehicle. We have one of the largest new and pre-owned inventories in the state of Colorado offering same-day delivery. Our team is dedicated to exceeding your expectations from the first mile to the last. Come and see us in person or visit us online at AudiFlatirons.com or AudiBoulderService.com. Hey, in Broncos country, I'm Terrell Davis, and I'm here with Donnie, owner of the Fitness Gallery, and we have something important to share. Your health is your ultimate MVP, and I know staying fit is not always easy. That's why I made the smart move to invest in home fitness equipment with Fitness Gallery. It's a game changer. Start your new year off right. Save 20 to 40% off any true treadmill, elliptical, or exercise bike. I have a true treadmill at home. It's the smoothest and quietest I've ever been on. Visit Colorado's largest fitness store, Fitness Gallery, and get started on your goals today. Men, it's the new year, and for many of us, it's a time of deciding to make positive changes in our lives. This is Jeff for the Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic, and if you're suffering with erectile dysfunction and are tired of the frustration and embarrassment ED causes, you should call the Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic today, because there probably isn't a better resolution you can make than to be done with ED. You see, ED doesn't just affect you, it can also affect your partner, even if they don't talk about it. But here's some great news. If you're like most guys, the treatments at the Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic will give you back your sex life, because our protocols have success rates that work in well over 90% of cases. Seriously, you might even find you're performing like you haven't in years. So make an appointment and get ED out of your life. Your initial visit is only $99 and includes blood work, a medical consult, and if medically advised, a test dose. And if that test dose doesn't work in the office, your visit is free. Call 720-440-7900 or go to RockyMountainMensClinic.com. That's RockyMountainMensClinic.com. We have five offices across the front range to serve you. Your rare duct cleaning experts, Ductworks. Hey guys, Mark Schlereth here from my friends at Ductworks. These Denver nights are cold. Is your heating system struggling to keep up? Your furnace is working overtime, circulating dust and debris in your home and your office. Our friends at Duckworks are here to ensure your air ducts are clean. Only Duckworks employs the unbeatable combination of both scraping and vacuuming to eradicate every last bit of dirt, debris, and dust from your air ducts. They don't just clean, they restore the efficiency of the air quality in your home or office. Breathe easier and get five-star service at the same time. Call Duckworks today at 303-425-0985. That's 303-425-0985. Or go online to duckworks.com. That's duckworks.com for a free residential or commercial estimate. 303-425-0985. The DenverSports.com front page is brought to you by Breaks Plus. 
Listen up, Broncos country. The regular season is over, but you can catch every NFL playoff game right here on 104.3 The Fan, Denver's exclusive home for postseason football. DenverSports.com, 104.3 The Fan. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Funny, it's just that you're so, you're so big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake, big, huge. Lot to unpack from our interview with uh, Joel Klatt. A lot of good hot takes regarding this uh, quarterback class coming out of the draft. Let me just say, uh, Dolly and you, Evans, uh, you both owe me an apology. So, I'll, why? The whole making fun of me for saying "let it eat," and you guys had no idea. I've never, I've never heard it, and ba- I've never heard it. Then, go ahead. I've, go ahead. I've watched hundreds of Drew Goodman broadcast games this, over the years. I don't think about, I've ever I don't, talked about I, I him letting ask. it eat. I didn't ask about Drew Goodman. I just, it's a term. It's a well-known term. And you guys, you and Dolly, owe me an apology. By the way, you, you have essentially the same knowledge as Dolly, which oh. bothers me right now. <laughs> so Maybe Dolly really knows baseball. If you don't know Let It Eat, then you don't know. Okay. okay. Uh. I say, hey, Mike, all right, I know you have a tough time. You're like my wife. I, <laughs> I accept your apology without you even saying it. I was rude. <laughs> uh, so, Joel, some interesting stuff. So let, let's just kind of recap. He said that he, he shares a lot of your um, enthusiasm, intrigue in J.J. McCarthy. He said his big concern, though, is still has he had enough reps playing quarterback and Mm -hmm. this maybe goes back to what Joel said a few weeks ago about McCarthy that he thinks that JJ would benefit from another year at at college but that's not going to happen he's 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 going in for the draft so is is this a guy that is you could draft him but but do so with the understanding that you may need to bridge him with another quarterback because you don't want to throw him in too early because you could ruin him yeah, well, I think that, you know, I think that obviously going into, you know, being in the right system and giving him, you know, giving him, like, giving him the right, well, not only the right system, but the the right kind of, the right kind of situation is incredibly important. But I think it's that way for every player that comes into the National Football League. So what I mean is, you know, you want to be able to, you know, to lean into the quick game, which most people do. You want to be able to lean into the run game, the plaque and stuff off the run game, you know, where you're eliminating half the field, where you're not a full field read type of thing um, and, and not a kind of, quote, unquote, deep progression passing game. Well, which I would say that, you know, Joel was saying, hey, man, you know, you watch Penix and he ran it all the time, 20, 25 times a game where um, a guy like uh, – you know, J.J. McCarthy was running it six, seven times a game. Well, in the NFL, in the NFL game, I'll give you a for instance. Like, you know, when you talk about San Francisco, um, the straight drop back, you know, deep progression passing game is not really part of their offense, um, in, unless it has to be. So they don't try to 
they don't try to live in that world for extended periods of time, if you will. So, you know, it, it really becomes it really becomes one of those things where if you feel like, hey, man, we can run the ball, we can set up our play action, we can use our boot game, we can do all that stuff, and then, you know, we can eliminate, you know, 10, 12 of those a game where we have true drop back, which is how a lot of teams operate in today's game. Like, that would be a, that would be a, a guy draftable, and you just have to manage those, those, you know, parts of the game for him. The uh, most emphatic statement made by Joel during our conversation with him was his belief that Drake May, anybody who passes on Drake May, uh, especially if they take Jaden Daniels ahead of Drake May, would be making a colossal mistake. In Joel's opinion, Drake May is a better passing Josh Allen by a wide margin. Right. Now, Josh Allen has become a much better passer in, in the years that he's been in Buffalo, but coming out of college, remember? Yeah, but he's, not, I don't, I, he's not comparing Drake May passing now to Josh Allen no, no, passing no, no, no. in college. It's Josh Allen passing now to Drake May right now. Oh, see, I thought I, – I, I read that differently. I thought he was talking about Josh Allen coming out of college. No, I, no, 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 I think no, you're no, wrong. No, I think you're wrong. So uh, your time enjoying you being right and me being wrong ended quickly. No, 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 no. I think he's All right, he's, I'll text he's, he's 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 talking about college to college. Uh, all right, I'll yeah. uh, I'll be right again. I'll, you probably would just let it go if I am right. If I if if I do happen to be wrong, which is doubtful, you will you know you will stand on a little soapbox and you will you know shout out from on high. But if I'm correct, which I am, you probably will just pass it by. We'll see. That's. That's my. We'll that's see. My, we'll see. That's my, we'll that's see. my assessment. And his final uh, big comment was, he said he does believe that Sean is going to take a quarterback in the first round, and that if he had to bet, it would be Bo Nix. Mm. Dude, I would love that Bo Nix. Bo Nix. I just like Bo. I just like. I the know, name. but do you? But do you like him as a player? I do like him as a player. You know, I do like him as, as a player. I mean, he, and he's got to play right away because he's 30. So, <laughs> isn't he, he's like 26, right? Uh, I don't think he's that old. He is. Dude, he's, he, he played, I think he just finished his ninth year of college football. <laughs> no, it's not that long. Hold on. Uh, 23. Oh, he's only 23? So, oh, he okay, will be, but he will be turning 24 this month. So he'll go. He'll uh, oh, he'll be still, playing his age twenty four season as a rookie. That's yeah, that's that okay. is a little bit know. older. That doesn't that, that that doesn't bother me. A little bit older, a little bit. Yeah, older. a little. Well, a little older. Here here's the here's the way to look at it. If you're a Bronco fan, if if Sean Payton decides to draft a quarterback, you should uh, feel good about it because he's not going to be drafting a quarterback just to draft a quarterback. Sean right. Payton does not strike me as a guy. He takes his offense w- way too seriously <laughs> to just turn it over to a quarterback. Okay? Yeah. If, if if Sean is drafting a quarterback, you can feel confident that he believes a couple of things. One, um, that this kid is legit because he's very rarely drafted rookie quarterbacks. you got to go back to, uh, was it Grayson Murray? When he was at uh, quarterback coming out of CSU, uh, and I think that was a third-round pick, so he's never drafted a, a quarterback that high, and right. you would you would you could feel 
Garrett Grayson, excuse me. Where did I get Grayson yeah, Murray Grayson. from? Where did I, I get know. Grayson Murray? Is he a PGA golfer? I think Grayson Murray is actually a PGA yeah. golfer. Uh, you know, you play a little fancy golf every week, nice. and uh, these names can kind of confuse you. It doesn't uh, matter. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he never amounted to much. But but no, I think if if you're you're looking at the Broncos, if you're looking at Sean Payton picking quarterback, you can feel good because he strongly believes this guy can be a perfect fit for his offense, and you can also feel strongly that he sees some breeze in him. Yeah, and uh, you know that, what? that's you know, as good that's a good as a, an endorsement as you can get, right? Well, here's here's the thing: as we as we kind of uh, trudge forward step by step into the you know, into the off season, so to speak, into the, in the, what I like to call the procurement stage of the off season. So free agency is going to come around the corner. We're going to find out, whereas Gary Kubiak would say, we're fixing to find out what the plan is at Dove Valley. And what I mean by that is if you chase hard after a Baker Mayfield or after a Sam Darnold or after, you know, a, a guy that, um, you know, it was a former high-round pick that has the potential to be a starter after a, you know, a, a rehab campaign or whatever. Then that diminishes your need to draft a quarterback in the first round. If they just stick with Stidham or maybe get another journeyman quarterback, then they're drafting somebody in the first round. Right? Correct. So... We're we're gonna like we're gonna have a an indicator based on how they attack free agency what their plan is in the draft. Good point. Good point. Good point. If they if they go after they Sam go after Darnold, Darnold, if they, if they, they go after Darnold, if they sign a Sam Darnold, if they trade for Mac Jones, yeah, then, then they will. Then I think what they'll do is they'll turn they'll they'll drop back in the draft so they'll try to find a trade partner drop back in the draft and accumulate another draft pick and then go after a guy at quarterback in the second or third round that's that would be if they go after a Darnold or like you said trade for a Mac Jones I believe that's what they'll do squishy thank you Johnny <laughs> I would do that I would I am so my, my quarterback plan is is simple it's Create oh. create as, as many options as possible. I've always felt this way. Be a quarterback development factory until you yeah. find your guy. And in this case, uh, I would I would keep Stidham. I would sign Darnold. I would trade a mid-round pick for um, yeah. Squishy Mac and then just stay. Mm. I just, know, have at it, guys. Have at it. Best man wins. Let's go. Yeah, and keep the 12th overall pick right. to get a real player. I just had a uh, – I just had a – like a, an epiphany, like what, what is Shangri-La, like a Shangri-La. Could you imagine for me, you know, my affinity for like hockey names and things. If they got squishy and they got bone hicks. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Joel did say, Joel made a great point. He, he thinks that when your affinity for bone nicks is like subconsciously because you loved Bubby so much. Yeah, Bubby, Bo, Bubby Brister, Bo Nix. You know, is there a kind of a yeah subconsciously? Hey, Bo. That's what Bubby used to say all the time coming home. Hey, Bo. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> <So>, Bo? <laughs> I loved it. Oh, why don't I we just call it. that purple? <laughs> Damn, cool. <laughs> we call that purple. Purple one one. Purple one one. 
Oh, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Hey, uh, we have Mark out in the city of Las Vegas. He's on the scene in Vegas, and uh, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the question as a fan out there, as a football fan. Mm-hmm. What are the ideal? If you can only pick a handful, where should the Super Bowl be played? Who belongs in the rotation? That's next. After breathing life back into the football program, has Coach Prime raised the bar for the rest of CU Athletics? There's a big-time nature or atmosphere that he has created at CU, and I just believe you got to piggyback on that. Again, you got to be able to understand the value of athletics and the value of creating a winner, and I think it's a reasonable question to ask. 104.3 The Fan. We are Denver Sports. Hey guys, your boy Stink here to tell you about my long-term buddy Troy Hansford. If you're thinking about selling your house for any reason, now might be the right time to sell it. Still get top dollar. Believe it or not, Troy's still offering his $5,000 guarantee. If he can't sell your house at your price on your timeline that you agree upon beforehand, I'm going to cut you a check for $5,000. I've never heard of it anywhere else, guys. And he's making the offer because he spends tons of money marketing his listings has about 100 families right now approved and ready to buy. And if for any reason you need to sell right away, Troy can buy your house all cash and he can close in as little as seven days. You have a house to sell? Troy probably has that perfect buyer for you right now waiting for you to pick up the phone and call him. 720-900-4433. Call Troy. Get the Get your home sold for the most money, 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Troy Hansford of Remax Professionals, a Colorado licensed broker. Some restrictions do apply. Want to sell your house? Call my buddy Troy, 720-900-4433. When's the best time to plant a tree? It was 20 years ago. When's the second best time to plant a tree? It's now. I'm Jeff Jr. with Trajan Wealth, and I remember years ago being sent home from elementary school with a small tree in a styrofoam cup. I know some of you can relate. If that was planted, it's now bigger than you are. Your finances are the same way. The best time to get started, or the best time to get a second opinion, is now. And with time and patience, imagine how big your financial tree could be. 20 years ago, if you invested $1,000 in Apple stock, it could be worth over $500,000 today. That is a big tree. Do that for you and do that for someone you love. Call Trajan Wealth today and help us help you plant that financial tree. Call 720-405-3300. That's 720-405-3300. Or visit TrajanWealth.com. Advisory services offered through Trajan Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Mark Schlereth here for Wisteria Credit Union, the everyday money-spending account with no minimum balance required and a debit card that can help you earn rewards. Open up an account in less than five minutes. With this account, you get paid up to two days early so wednesday can become your next payday with an everyday money spending account earn reward points for cash back gift cards travel experiences merchandise and a whole lot more visit wisterracu.com federally insured by the ncua membership eligibility required Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. 
we have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Now, during Staples Print Big Sale, get $20 off your print purchase of $100 or more, $50 off your print purchase of $200 or more, and $100 off your print purchase of $300 or more. So the more you print at Staples, the more you save. To demonstrate, print, print, print at Staples, you save, save, save. But if you print, 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 print at Staples, you save, 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 save. See how that works. Staples Print Big Sale. Print more, save more. Up to $100. Ends 210. Visit staples.com slash print for details. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. I texted, I texted Clad. I said, uh, point of clarification, we're talking about it right now. When you said May was a better passing Josh Allen, do you mean compared to Allen coming out of Wyoming or Allen now? The real coming, coming out. out. <laughs> I was ruined. I wrote, I wrote, bleep, I took that as now. Mark said I was wrong. Now I, I gotta admit, now I gotta admit he was right, damn it. And Joel, yeah. just, Joel just wrote back, rough. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. Good clean stuff. Gosh. I get you know what? But this is why I have an island. This yeah. is why I have yeah. an island. Yeah. This is why you get to go to Vegas and I don't. Yeah. You know. Dude, I'm serious. If you get on a plane today, mm-hmm. like I said, I got a California king. We'll put a little pillow for between the two of us. <laughs> you could stay. It's a very quaint little yeah. room in the MGM. Yeah, okay, uh, but okay. it's a it's a nice, comfortable bed. It's got good pillows. I, I, it's got one of them long pillows, so that one would oh, go right good, between us. Good, good, good. Go good. right between us. Those aren't pillows. Uh, right. Yeah. You linger. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. it it's. Not, I. I don't know. I. I love covering Super Bowls. I really do, yeah. and I miss being out there. But boy, Vegas is. Uh, Vegas is a whole nother ball game yeah. when it comes to trying to turn around and do a morning show. It just, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Now nah, you'd make it. The only problem is we would be. Uh, I only have I only have, you know, my Comrex box that I travel with, only has one headset jack. So you and I would have to share the mic. We'd be like conjoined twins <laughs> with our heads pressed against oh, one boy. another. Oh, boy. People, right. we, we'd be trending around Radio Row, that's for sure. Look at these yeah. two. Boy, Just they're the close. close. <laughs> yeah. Boy, they're really good friends. <laughs> so, anyhow. And if I try to if I try to get this other headphone around your head good and point. my head, yeah. it would definitely snap. Yeah, you're right. Can't so, do it. Oh, that cord. The tension in that yeah. cord. Wow. My, oh my goodness, gosh. that my thing gosh. would be that thing. We would need we would need high. What they, what's the word? High tensile tensile uh, strength uh, yeah, cable or something. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. Uh, all right. All right. So you were right. So he said that Drake May is a much better passing Josh Allen coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now somebody said, I don't buy that. 
Drake May looks like another Daniel Jones to me. You wash your Hey, listen. Well, well, first off, Daniel Jones is an incredible athlete with an incredible skill set. Like, Daniel Jones would wow you with athleticism and his ability to throw the ball. Like, in shorts and a T-shirt, Daniel Jones may have the best skill set of any quarterback in football. I mean, he's six foot, every bit is six foot five, two, forty-five, and can flat motor. You know, but that's not doesn't make you a great football player. Like if you put him side by side with, I mean, put a list together, he'd blow you away in a, you know, in a quote unquote skills competition. But you know, that's not skills competitions are not what football is. It just isn't. On the RonaldSlot.com text line. Regarding my strategy, my plan at quarterback for the offseason, keep Stidham, sign Sam Darnold, trade for Mac Jones. Texter says, ah, yeah, the old if we collect enough crap, maybe it'll look like a nicer pile of crap QB strategy. Sounds promising. Now, now, wait a minute now. And and believe me, I, lo- I love to mock the whole idea that, you know, if you tra- if you pile your pile of trash high enough, somebody will find it inviting. You know, I right. I, I, I I'm somebody that laughs at that. Is you know when you especially with trade deadlines, it always comes up. Hey, listen, if we could trade uh, Jerry Judy, Garrett Bowles, and PJ Locke, I think we could get Joe Burrow. You know, I mean that kind of thing. You know, if we pile right. our trash up high enough, you know, then yeah. we can make a really really good deal. So I, I I mock that as well. But in this case, think about think about what you're saying, Texter. Because you're saying what I'm advocating is just piling up crap, and yet I'm talking about two quarterbacks who literally, when they were ready to be drafted, if I had said, hey, go out and draft these guys, you would have been like, yeah, draft Sam Darnold, or yeah, draft Mac Jones. Why do I know that? Because people were saying that back during the time. So mm-hmm. What what what's more silly, my idea of the the so-called pile of crap, or just using a pick on Bo Nix, for example, because or Michael Penix, for example, or J.J. McCarthy, because you know where we could be if you do that. In three years, four years, we or another club could be in a position where they're saying, "Yeah, I don't know if I really buy these quarterbacks that are coming out, but you know who's available as a young free agent, or you could trade for." Bo Nix, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy. Right. It's it's very likely, very possible that the same quarterbacks that you're talking about crap now, that you'd rather draft somebody young and you know with limitless potential, very likely in two or three years will be in the same boat that Darnold and Mac Jones find themselves in. So, yeah, it's it's a seventy percent, seventy five percent failure rate. First round, high first round quarterback, seventy five percent failure rate. But we just keep, you know, we just keep taking them because, you know, I mean, the reason you, you understand the reason guys get elevated, and hell, if one of them hits, you know, and if every year five or six of them are taken, and every year one hits, well, eventually you got, oh, look at, you know, every guy in the, you know, every guy is a first rounder in the playoffs except one. Well, yeah, there's a reason because that's where they draft quarterbacks in the first round. It's it it is it is one of the the faultiest narratives that happens to be out there, and uh, drives me crazy. Drives me absolutely insane. Well, here's here's the olive branch I'll extend to the we got to draft a quarterback crowd. Okay, um, 
here's no. here's where and and this is this might be difficult because the we got to draft a quarterback crowd might also include some members who don't like Sean Payton. But yet in this case you're putting your faith in Sean Payton being able to recognize quarterback talent. And from that standpoint, you know me, I'm a stand with Sean guy. I stand with Sean. Mm-hmm. And I- until I see more evidence, I, I believe Sean Payton's still the right guy here and, and is the right guy. He's going to be the right guy. He's going to be the guy that returns the Broncos to glory. I feel that way. Uh, so if he decides to draft a quarterback, honestly, whatever direction he decides to go at uh, with, with quarterback this offseason, I'm going to feel good about it. Yeah, I will too. I mean, I, you know, again, I trust him. And, you know, I believe that when he evaluates a guy, like it's not just the guy has arm talent or the guy has, you know, or the guy has athleticism or the guy has, you know, it's not just all these tangible skills. It's, hey, the guy has this, this, and this, and I really believe he fits in what I want to do. And I think for me, that's like that's the big thing because you got to believe, you got to believe in the guy's that you have, right? You got to believe in the dude that um, that that kind of takes you there. So that that to me is is the biggest thing you can have is if you have a belief in the guy, then the odds are that guy is going to have a much better opportunity to have success. And you know, and and so anyhow, um, if he if he decides to draft somebody at twelve, then I believe that you know that Sean has a good feel for what that guy can become. With his coaching. There is another, by the way, there's another big reason why if, 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 if Sean takes a quarterback in the first round, you can feel really good about that QB. And I'll tell you what that is next. Congratulations, Idris.